0: This week on the High Ground Podcast, we will be talking about all of the Star Wars movies. Uh, We'll be going through our rankings and what we like and uh, dislike about each and every film. So uh, stay tuned right here on the High Ground Podcast. All right. Hello and welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. Uh, I'm excited, uh, super excited to talk about this one because people have been asking me for my rankings. I've been going through all of the different films and things um, on this podcast, so I haven't given them out because they were going to be subject to change, you know. But now that I'm finished, want to dive back into it and, uh, and go through. Th- through all of them but i want to start by having you guys introduce yourselves you know who who are you um why do you like star wars how'd you get into it and also you know let us know where we can find you know your your stuff and i will go to uh geek theory first
1: sounds good uh hello um my name is derek Uh, a lot of people know me as geek theory on tiktok and uh yeah how did why do i like star wars uh sci-fi fantasy has always been something that uh, I've really admired. It's it's great storytelling and uh, What got me into it was uh, my parents my mom actually when I was really young I used to borrow movies from my aunt and uh, It was really kind of cool because I found really like great films like legend and uh, Yeah, one day she says hey, you know what you should watch this movie It's got some cute little furry dudes that she really loved they were Ewoks and so yeah I the legacy was born and yeah, I just became addicted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and also, uh, you gave us your name, but uh, where can we find you still making content?
1: Uh, I, I actually just uh, make content exclusively on TikTok at this point. Uh, I used to stream, but uh, I gave it up a little while ago.
0: Awesome. And uh, we will go to uh, Tick Music next. Also, right. let me know what you guys want me to call you guys. If
2: you, want to use your- you You can call me Tucker. Anyone who's watching this, you're calling me Tick Music. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways, that being said, yeah, my name's Tucker. Um, I'm at Tick Music on TikTok, but the first eye is a one because I wanted it to kind of be like Dead Mouse, and he has the five, whatever, right? Um, I really like Star Wars because I think it's like, I mean, first of all, it's just a feel good kind of thing. But it's also a tragedy if you think too hard about it. Um, And I really like the Lord of the Rings and like Marvel and stuff like that. And I think Star Wars is right in the middle of geeky superhero, cool, save the princess story, stuff like that. Um, And also like dark, like magic, goblins and stuff. And yeah, Star Wars is right in the middle. And I got into Star Wars when I was a really little kid because the first video game I ever played was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on the original Xbox. Um, and although I couldn't read at the time, I could understand what a lightsaber was because I was also watching The Phantom Menace on our singular VH test, VHS tape of The Phantom Menace. And so ever since then, I was maybe six years old, I've been hooked.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, say, I mean, I was doing Empire for, for me, but absolutely the same thing. And how about you, Fallon?
3: Hi, my name is Fallon. Uh, my TikTok name is Anakin Thought. I like Star Wars because I feel like it's an escape from reality and it just makes me really happy and like super nostalgic. I actually got into Star Wars when I was about three. So this was before Revenge of the Sith came out. My dad had showed me the three originals first and I was just hooked. The music, the costumes, the actors, just everything. I loved it. So I still feel the same way. Seventeen years later,
0: <laughs> and uh, I mean a lot of us are still here with you. Like, been in the fandom for a long time, and even if uh, if for anyone new out there as well, it's it's awesome. And the cool people in the Star Wars community are legit the best. Like, it's the best fandom with yeah. the cool people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've
3: met
0: a lot of people. Yeah. Hey. Uh, all right, lightning round. Okay, we. Your what? What is your favorite era of Star Wars? And why? And we'll go to uh, Tucker first. Uh, my favorite
2: is the original trilogy because I am a simp for Luke Skywalker himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Fallon?
3: The original trilogy. Same
0: same thing. Original trilogy? Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, you, Geek Fairy?
1: No, Original trilogy, absolutely. Hands down.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, for uh, for this ranking episode, I tried to pick people that I thought might have wildly different um, like rankings. So I'm surprised to hear all of you guys original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ruining my plans, but well, that's okay.
2: Didn't want to disappoint. <laughs> I was a prequels fan until this year, so I've still got 17 years of prequels on my belt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, myself, it's it's the prequels. It's you know I I did start with with uh, Empire and grew up in the era where we were getting the re-releases but like the prequels were the first new Star Wars and I rode that wave and you know at certain times thought I was literally the only person that liked them on the planet but I still I still liked them and I still do uh, which is odd because none of the prequels are actually in my top three but I, Clone Wars did did a lot for them we'll, we'll say that uh, but we, I took all of your guys's uh, rankings beforehand, and put together a list. You know, basically, whatever your score was, wherever you ranked it, that's the number I gave it, and then I just stacked them, highest number to lowest number. So we're gonna go through. We're gonna going to talk about um, each of these films. You know, where did we personally rank it? Um, uh, and why, what would we change about it, and what do we like about it, right? That means I'm going to force you guys to say things you like about movies that you may not like. Uh, so, let's get into it. <laughs> so, collectively, oh, and I should pull up the uh, the non-collective list so I can <laughs> make sure you guys are being honest here, but um, collectively, the lowest-ranked film uh, for all of us was Solo, Uh which you know, I I thought it was a solid film, but that's okay.
3: <laughs> it definitely so good. It just is my least favorite.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and also, remember, just because something is the very last thing on the list doesn't mean that you don't like it. I think that's yeah. a huge misconception. Like, doesn't mean you hate it. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, talk solo and go to uh, uh, go to Geek Theory first.
1: Well, yeah, I. I- I put Solo at, like, seventh on my list. Um, Things that I like about it, I I loved the introduction of characters like Kira. Um, I loved seeing Solo act not like han solo if that makes sense a lot of people hated that well he didn't he didn't sound like solo and he didn't he didn't have the same mannerisms and i think it's important to recognize that when we're watching that film we're not seeing han solo the han solo that we know we're seeing a a man who's really just trying to find his way and i really liked that by the end of the film you start to see some of those mannerisms and the way he speaks starts to add up into the Harrison Ford Han Solo. Um, things that I didn't like about it. Oh, I I felt like it was just, it's going to sound bad because I like cowboy movies. It just felt like too much of a Western for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and not that that's a bad thing. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wanted to see, uh, a little bit more about why Han specifically didn't believe in the force, why he didn't buy into that and how that kind of tied into his character or his role in, in the other films, um, because he is quite jaded when it comes to that. And I feel like they didn't really explore that. So that's what I would change. I would, I would dig a little deeper into into that.
0: Okay, no, that's cool, and I, I can definitely see that it definitely was uh, a western. There's uh, even like, the, the train heist scene that you're required, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, how about you, Tucker?
2: Uh, I mean, well, first of all, I'm gonna say I also put solo after the sequels, so one of you guys put it at, at last, and I'm never gonna forgive you for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I, I really liked so that's actually the one I've seen the most recently. Um, and uh, although, although a lot of people rag on it because it's like, why did Han Solo need a movie? I thought it totally fit. Um, and especially if um, Solo 2 duo ever comes out. Um, I think I, I do agree. I know, right? <laughs> I, I do definitely agree with um, what Derek said about um, like the force, like a lot of the Han Solo character building that you might have expected to be there that you can see in A New Hope. Um, it, it wasn't really there um but i think looking at it it kind of reminds me of how i viewed star wars when i was a little kid which is kind of at the surface level um because at the surface level it's a really really fun movie it's really great um but i don't really enjoy it kind of drags with all the coaxium stuff um and when they're leaving kessel i feel like that bit is a little bit too long um but all that being said i um i think if they had gone and made another movie which they still might do um it will look better but because it hasn't come out yet it kind of just think we think like they could have done a lot more than they did which is why it probably can't go above the prequels for somebody um Mm -hmm. so if i were to change anything i definitely agree i'd add a lot of the stuff that if i was to then watch a new hope i would think oh that makes sense now instead of just i know he did this one
0: okay yeah i could definitely see that and uh and you fallon
3: so some things I liked about it were Han Solo was one of my top ten favorite characters. So I liked how they gave him the opportunity to like have a sort of a backstory movie. And also I really loved Lando and Donald Glover in this movie, which makes me so excited for the Lando series because Lando's also in my top ten. Something that I didn't like, I'm gonna agree with you. I felt like it did drag at times. And in the theater, I was like, I don't know if I love this yet but i also do think the genre was kind of different from the other movies which is why i feel like it's my last favorite but it's not even that difference; a bad thing it just like wasn't really my thing
0: okay <laughs> sorry i didn't catch the last thing you said
3: my style kind of thing
0: uh, okay yeah and I, I could definitely get that it was very um it was very plot driven, which meant we, we didn't get to dive as deep into these characters. Although, I mean, that's but that's exactly why I think we could benefit from a solo two, because that's usually when a, a movie is a trilogy, that's usually what happens. The first one is plot heavy. The second one dives into the characters and the third one's supposed to wrap everything up, uh, which doesn't always happen uh, for me. I, I put that at my number eight movie which was uh same as same as tick but um yeah yeah i feel like you guys kind of nailed the head the hit the nail on the head where it was a movie that i wasn't sure we needed going into it not to mention there was a lot going against it at the time when it came out right there was a very lackluster like marketing push there was some backlash from coming so soon after what which i don't know why they made it so soon like i would have just pushed it to december whatever i think that would have made a huge difference on it it was opening up um in the same vicinity as deadpool 2 as well as um infinity war which yes it was about uh like three weeks apart from infinity war but if you know, you have a family of five people. Trips to the movie theater. I don't know how my parents did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tuny Tuesdays.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have six kids, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, yeah, if you and your wife go to the movies, that's like... <laughs> That's like (laughs) two hundred (laughs) bucks.
1: We're sneaking popcorn in in our like
2: sweaters. (laughs) Now that is the Hondo Onaka style.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um. By the way, if Johnny Depp does sign on and play Hondo Onaka, that would be amazing. Uh, I've started hearing these rumors lately, and like that would be my life. I mean, yeah. (laughs)
2: Take my money.
0: All right. So at our number 10 spot, we had The Rise of Skywalker. Um, this one, we're going to uh, we're going to take music first. <laughs>
2: is that <laughs> that's so funny. That's so. It, it, OK, so I don't know. The reason I think that's funny is because some of our, my more popular videos are me hating on this movie. I do not like this movie at all, man. I hate this movie. But uh, in all fairness, some things it does really well. I think the art style is beautiful. Um, And I really like the direction they went um, because there's a a lot of ways you can go past the original trilogy. And there's a lot of ways you can end a trilogy that takes place after the original trilogy. Um, And I think the direction they went was really interesting. And it was really new, which is something that you can definitely appreciate. Um, Well, you know, in terms of some aspects. Uh, because (laughs) and that now I'll begin saying things I don't really like about it. And why I put it in dead last is because um, there was not a lot when I watched The Rise of Skywalker most recently. uh, I guess it was a month or a month or two ago now. Um, there's not a lot that made me want to keep watching the movie. Um, it was very unfortunate with the timing of Carrie Fisher's death. May she rest in peace. Um, because although they wanted to keep her in the movie, it really it, it was sad watching her scenes because. I don't feel like they fit her in very well. So that already made me like depressed a little bit watching the movie. And then there was a lot of things I didn't understand the first or the second time I watched it. I feel like the narrative was a little bit jumpy. Um, It, you know, they, they literally spend like less than five minutes at like 10 different planets in the beginning of the movie. Um, And towards the end of it, I am definitely lost after, you know, this, this is strictly my opinion at this point, by the way, um, I don't, I'm not going to claim this is factual in any way. Um, but after Kylo Ren gets stabbed and he gets force healed because I didn't really understand what was going on. I was like, what? Like <laughs> this, this is bull crap. How is she doing this? Um, and then I didn't understand the second Wayfinder. I didn't realize there was just multiple of them. And then Palpatine coming back. I feel like um, I was just salty about Snoke being dead. I felt like Snoke would have been a cooler villain in the exact same spot. Um, so uh, something I would have changed, I think something that would have just changed it all for me is just to have had Snoke be there. Maybe he can be like ouch defeated in the last Jedi, and he can come back in the Rise of Skywalker. Something cool like that, um, because there was a lot of potential that was wasted just to bring back a character we already know about with very little added lore, um, other than ah, I lived. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's that's totally fair yeah and i've uh <laughs> i saw your video where the last time you tried you you didn't finish it you just turned it oh off yeah at some point oh man i yeah i i was really
2: i was like i'm gonna make such a fire TikTok about this but god i can't keep watching just can't.
0: <laughs> but that's why i I mean, I love doing these because when you talk to people with wildly different views, you can like find new things to to appreciate about uh, certain films. Sometimes it's not all not all the time. It's not required, but we, we have fun with the discussions. Fingers uh, across. <laughs> Fallon.
3: So I actually liked The Rise of Skywalker. There are a lot of things that I don't like about it. And there are a lot of things that I think that could have been better. But part of me. Like, part of the reason I like it so much is because of, uh, Kylo Ren and the Ben Solo redemption. That scene of Ben Solo versus the Knights of Ren is probably one of my favorite scenes, like, in all of Star Wars. Uh, I do like the Rey-Kylo Ren dynamic. I feel like they could have handled it a little bit better. Um, I do think that they handled Carrie Fisher as well as they could have with her passing. Um... Like, as you said, it was at an unfortunate time and they had to use like old footage and stuff. So I think that they did handle it well. I also like the idea of Leia having been a Jedi and then, you know, stopping because she saw her son. Uh, But things that I didn't like about it, I didn't like Palpatine coming back. I also think that Snoke should have lived. Um, I think that Anakin should have showed up like in Force ghost form and not because I'm biased towards Hayden Christensen, but, uh, I do but, think But there
0: is a clear bias there. there is. <laughs> uh,
3: I do think that he should have been there, you know? Uh, I think that the end of Ray versus Palpatine, I think it would have been cool to see like, like the Jedi show up as physical ghosts and not just like voices. And Yeah.
0: That's not a good thing to <laughs> find <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, and you had this ranked as eight on your list. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. and how about uh, how about you, Geek Cleary?
1: Oh man, I'm gonna get roasted hard because if you watch any of my TikToks, this is actually my number three. This is this is one of my one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And and here's why, because I actually really liked the Emperor returning. It was something that I actually enjoyed when I uh, read Dark Empire uh, many, many, many years ago. I thought that was a really cool idea. The whole Luke turning to the dark side. Now, we didn't get to see that, but I really appreciated uh, the Emperor returning. And but at the same time, I really wish they would have set that up um, in a way that made way more sense than somehow he returned because That was kind of lackluster. I feel like the whole movie, one of the reasons I really like it is because in a way it kind of reminds me of uh, National Treasure, like a, a treasure hunting kind of movie. You know, they're constantly going from clue to clue, trying to find this thing and get to the end goal. And that might have been part of the problem that they had with the movie because now they don't have the time to set anything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and explain anything, like uh, like Tuck said, with the, you know, force heal. She just pulls that out of nowhere, but we know that she she learned it through the the sacred text. So seeing those things on screen, I think, would have helped a lot. But overall, uh, I really liked the Emperor returning Ray and, and, uh, and Ben, so getting Ben's uh, redemption story. I really liked that Adam Driver was able to convey so much emotion with very little dialogue, after the scene he has with uh, Han Solo, so that was really cool. And then uh, C three PO. Honestly, I, every time he comes on screen, I I, I either <laughs> laughed or I kind of like cheered. The little fanboy in me was like, he's he's that piece in that whole movie that ties that original trilogy feeling to the film. And 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 maybe that's a bit of a stretch for some people, but. I really appreciated it. Maybe it's just his voice. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I would have really liked more Finn. I, I feel like now that's not exclusive to that to that specific movie, but just uh, just more Finn. I would have loved to see them explore um, what's really going on with his character because I feel like in that whole movie he just runs around screaming her name and. Uh, uh, I it sucked. <laughs> that, like that sucked to have – I mean you <laughs> you, you could have you had a sound device literally just yell Ray instead of had, having like a paid actor. So I, I felt bad for him. I, I really hope that one day they redeem that, uh, whether that's like another series or, or a movie of his own because I, I really liked Finn and I felt like out of everything that happens in that movie, they did him the dirtiest. And that was probably the thing that I, li- I liked the least because I – they set up so much for him in the first two. So
0: Yeah. No, I but can but def- it's my top three. <laughs> <laughs> but and by the way, you you doing the likening it to National Treasure just just makes me have to ask you guys, all right, Nicholas Cage is gonna be in Star Wars, who do you cast him as? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jar Jar Binks.
0: <laughs>
2: Some alien <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. He's going to have to be in an alien
0: mask. <laughs> uh, Fallon, any any thoughts on uh if we I had
3: put him in a
0: mask <laughs> put him on makeup or something. Um, oh man, it would be cool if they So in in one of the new High Republic books, there is a uh, ship navigator by the name of Geode. And <laughs> if if Nicholas Cage was Geode, where you don't know if he's sentient at all until the very end and like if through the force it's like he speaks through telepathy with Nicolas Cage's voice that would just like (laughs) see and I I went
1: I went a completely different direction when I when I was reading about Geode I was thinking of like uh, Danny DeVito (laughs) you know like Phil from Hercules
0: (laughs) Uh, I I like it I like it (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing danny devito and it's always sunny when he's like i'm the trash man and he's <laughs> like it's the best um okay, so for me i also put the the rise of skywalker is my least favorite um but i will say it's my least favorite so i used to actively dislike the film um and we recently did that on the podcast and then it's Afterwards, I I rewatched it because some of the people, it was their favorite Star Wars film. And then, of course, once you see it through someone else's eyes who really appreciates some of these things, it'll just it'll just improve it. Um, Palpatine Returning for me is I wasn't the biggest fan of it. However, um, it needed to be something that ties that carries the through line. So uh, in my opinion, there was only three options One would be have it somewhat related to to Plagueis. Um, Two, Emperor Returns. Or three, we have Kylo Ren as the big bad of the film. But if they were going to go towards a redemption angle, obviously that one one wasn't going to work. So uh, I definitely have come to terms with it because obviously he's been the big bad for the first two trilogies. So it did kind of wrap it up. I definitely was not a huge fan of Finn. I made a TikTok on this uh, earlier today. Uh, yeah, of, of Finn and this because they really, they really didn't carry his bring his character forward. They they set him up to, uh, and also it, it feels weird like they keep trying to give him new love interests. <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, the big thing I would have done is I would have given it one less planet to go to. If you had taken one of those planets away, then I think we could have gotten to spend more time with the characters. Uh, I know that they shot way more stuff for the intro to the movie, and I think that's what we needed. Uh, I actually think most of the sequel films didn't set up what's happening in the grand scheme of things. We just jumped straight into the action, which is entertaining. But if we could have seen, no, this is a full year with Kylo Ren as he's running the show he is the supreme leader and things are falling apart because he's terrible at it or you know he's obsessed with these certain things and i don't think we should be focused on those and if you can set up that rift um, from that time period i think that would that would do a lot plus they shot scenes with uh, eye of webbish bog which is a uh, I, I always I keep talking about it because it, it's freaky as hell. It's a weird little spider alien on top of a, a big giant baby that lives in a lake. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Sounds right. So, if I could have seen that. Uh, wait, wait. It would a be nightmare fuel, but um, b, I really love it when Star Wars gets weird, and I think we need to we need to keep it weird, and I think that's one of the special the special things of it. Um, all right, next at number nine we collectively have Attack of the Clones. Uh, this one starting with uh, with Fallon.
3: So my likes about this movie definitely Obi Wan is like my favorite part of this movie. Uh, the introduction to the clones the music is definitely there I love the Battle of Geonosis and I also do like how we saw Yoda like fight Dooku at the end my dislikes about this movie are definitely the romance scenes uh, it, they make me cringe like a lot and the dialogue is just so cringy um <laughs> I mean I don't like like I obviously still like this movie and like across the stars is one of the best songs from Star Wars and I do love how the clone wars like really added on to this movie but like in its own it's like my least favorite prequel and the dialogue I just feel like it's too, it, it's just so memeable and laughable that like yeah
0: I don't know man I mean him being like <laughs> everything is <laughs> I also do like new, new. Yeah. I, I can't even quote it because in my head it, it I start laughing just thinking about uh, Plus think,
3: uh, a young Boba Fett thing was cool how they like connected that I thought that was cool but yeah
0: yeah definitely
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Obi-Wan would be very grumpy if he saw this <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how about you, geek? Oh goodness! Uh, so,
1: Attack of the Clones is my lead, like it was on the bottom of my list. It was number eleven. Um, here's here's a couple of the things that I liked about it. Um, Jango Fett. Uh, I like Django Fett and the introduction of the clones. I actually like the first maybe 15 minutes of the movie. I, I think it's really in, like out of all of the out of all the Star Wars films, I think it's got one of the most exciting intros to the film just because it's like you know it's obi-wan and and anakin and they're doing what they do best and there's a little bit of banter and they're hunting down a bounty hunter and there's a funny scene in a bar and it's 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 very good and then all of a sudden anakin's not cool anymore and he's a big whiny baby for the rest of the film and (laughs) and it just it the i get so hung up on two things and it's obi-wan's very obvious fake beard I can't stop looking at it.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> that's the Jesus years, you know. <laughs> like, if,
1: yeah. Like you can tell they spent extra money on CGI because they clearly didn't have enough money in the budget for his beard. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is the only one that I felt like George tried to make it a romantic movie. Like his one shot here at a Star Wars romance and it it bombed terribly in my opinion Uh, Anakin and Padme frustrate me in in a way that I just feel bad for Padme and I don't really understand why she ever fell for him because there's four scenes literally four scenes of them together between uh, you're creeping me out like you make me uncomfortable and (laughs) excessive whining to making out (laughs) <laughs> like there's what did she like in my mind I'm like what did she see in him I mean she she was the one that had everything in my opinion because she's you know she's this strong very political woman she's had a very successful career here comes this 19 year old Anakin who's like I've been I've been dreaming about you since I was 9 years old man <laughs> I can't think <laughs> I can't I can't imagine how many like friendships or relationships, I would see fail in my life if I led with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I, I just I spend so much time just shaking my head at it that I I can't enjoy well, what's happening because I just get so hung up on what what is happening here. I mean, he even gaslights her in front of everybody when they're trying to make a deci- a, a very political decision that she clearly knows much more about and uh, and she has to basically smack him on the mouth for it and and i'm still I'm, like but but I you love, love him <laughs> like but you like him like she's willing to put up with everything and and, and i just don't understand why so it's it's incredibly frustrating for me uh the, the clone wars tv series i haven't finished all of it but it definitely does redeem anakin and padme's uh relationship in a lot of ways for me um but no i i never turn that movie on for fun i unless i'm gonna like rip it apart with people around me <laughs>
3: that's the movie that i watch if i'm like doing my homework and i want something on in the background like that's what i'll put on <laughs>
0: so it doesn't fully distract you yeah uh and yeah how about you tucker uh yeah i have been on both sides of the coin
2: for attack of the clones um the last time i was actually on a podcast um with uh comic comedians um i said it was my least favorite um it used to be on the bottom of my list and now it's more towards the middle um, because I don't know what happened. I don't know what day I was having last time I watched it, but everything was hitting me just right last time I watched it. I was like, this movie rocks. Um, but there is a lot that makes me laugh that it, that really shouldn't make me laugh. Um, like like yeah, like ex- exactly what you said. like he comes and he's like, I've been dreaming of you since I was. And the <laughs> fact that the fact that he speaks, he speaks like this, the whole movie Obi-wan. and like that <laughs> like, it makes him so uncool um when he's supposed to be the coolest dude ever and that's supposed to be why padme likes him because he's like a cool bad boy i saw that recently like some george lucas figure whatever said that that's why she liked him is because he's a bad boy um but i don't know last time i watched it i was like you know they're little i mean anakin's a little kid i mean not really he acts like a little kid um so it kind of makes sense that they're doing you know i'm cringing at their love scenes but at the same time, they I'm not really wanting to cringe when I load up a Star Wars movie. Um, a couple things that annoy me with the film would be, yeah, first of all, Obi-Wan and like Anakin and he talks like this the whole time. Padme, R2 and stuff like that. Um, and I think that there's a lot in the movie that could just not be there. Like I saw a YouTube video recently that brought up that instead of going to like Dexter's Diner or Dex, I don't remember what his name was, um, Dexter uh, Jetster yeah Dexter Jetster um freaking Sam Wessel could have just been like a Camino system blah and then died and it would have cut out like ten minutes of you know not essential plot um the the one thing I really like about the movie when i when I think about it a lot is that it's really an obi-wan mystery movie, um, which is really cool because if you look at it from that angle, you can forget all of the i, I he won. I don't know. I don't even remember what Anakin says in the movie because it's all mumbo jumbo. I thought um,
3: she didn't like me watching her line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she covered the cameras. She didn't like me watching her. Get out. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When when uh, the one scene
2: that I really like from the movie, my favorite scene is um, when Anakin goes back for Shmi. Um, yeah. That is the one part of the movie that I will always enjoy because he is like, chosen one unbridled no restriction he's messing up whoever he sees next and then he comes back and you can say padme like pooping her pants because this dude that she's been entertaining is suddenly you know the worst guy she's ever met ever and then you feel bad for padme um i just wish that the rest of it had made sense up to that point in terms of their relationship um because if it did that would have hit twice as hard um, but you know, Battle of Geonosis, the clones, two hundred thousand more with a million, well, or more on the way. That stuff was super cool. The rest of it, I have no problem with, other than it drags a little bit. But Anakin could have been done a little better, and so could have Padme.
0: Okay, okay, that's that's totally fair. I mean, by the way, those those scenes though that were shot in Italy are just gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. those are those are just spectacular. Um, totally agree. There is a lot of odd. Uh, dialogue choices, uh, we'll, we'll say. But um, yeah, like you were saying, the, the Obi-Wan mystery factor of it, I love it so much. Because like I said, I, I feel like Star Wars excels when it gets weird. And watching, this is the first time we've seen like what a Jedi mission looks like. And Obi-Wan has no idea what's happening at any point in the entire movie, and he's just like faking it till he makes it. Um, I, I talk about it a lot, but I, I love him walking through, um, through, um, uh, the clone planet. <laughs> yeah, Camino. Yeah, Camino. I don't know why I skipped my brain. But I love watching him walk through Camino, acting like he has some sort of idea. And they're like, yeah, we're ready. Uh, we have them ready. And it's like, oh, you do? That's good news. Uh, can you show it to me? And they're like, yeah, yeah that's a odd phrase, but sure. Um, when do you want these? Yeah, I don't. Uh, who's the, the template? And then he has that weird conversation with Django, where, like, once again, neither of them know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know, it just it really makes me happy. Um, Dexter Jetster, I need a comic or something about that dude. He takes one look at this dart, and he's like, oh yeah, this is a toxic dart, it's used by assassins, uh, but it's usually made by the Kamino cloners. Uh, they're out past the, the Outer Rim, and you're like... Why do you work at this diner?
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely be better served elsewhere. But go ahead, flip no. the burger.
0: <laughs> you you know that he's in the witness protection like program on Coruscant because uh, he's, he's seen the some White. stuff. Like <laughs> has to ha, has to be the case. Uh, the assassination plot was really weird um, and and contrived. So I I don't understand that plot, but. No, there's a lot of really great things. I, I got to say, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of their romance, uh, the scene where they ride out into the Coliseum and they kiss as they're passing through that entryway and then you get hit with the full-on um, across the stars, like musical motif is just a beautiful scene. Yeah. Um, When the clones are walking through the dust of Geonosis and you just see all the particle from these these blasters like going back and forth as it's illuminating them. That was the coolest thing. That was like I lived for that scene when I was younger because that's never been possible before, because that was the first time we got to see that much CG all in one scene. And that's why I love playing that level on Battlefront. But um, overall, it's it's still one of my weaker movies because I used to love it. Until recently that I realized that I keep falling asleep when I put it on. So <laughs> it, does, it, doesn't bode well. <laughs> it doesn't bode well.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. At number uh, eight, we have The Force Awakens. Um, and I started with Valenceau uh, Geek Theory. Yeah. Wh- where did you rate it and your thoughts?
1: The Force Awakens I put at uh, number six on my list. Um, I, I really enjoyed the film. I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, I felt really bad because uh, me and a friend of mine Went with my folks and I remember in the lineup We were making predictions about the film and I had said uh, I I bet you Han Solo dies and Voila, yeah, you guys know the rest, but yeah um, I, I Honestly, I think it gets a bad rap just for being so, like it mirrors so much of a new hope but I really liked the character building that came from that film so it was a really good introduction to Ray we get this you know we get the scavenger character who and and we see what her day-to-day looks like it's not uh, she's not this you know crazy ritualistic person other than the fact that she finds what she needs to sell to buy food and then she eats and goes to sleep and then you rinse and repeat and hopefully you don't die I thought they did a really great job bringing in the characters in the universe that we already know and love. So the the introduction to Han Solo and Chewbacca, I remember I, I almost like cried because I was like, oh, man, it's it's chewy. And uh, it, it was just I don't know. I think I think they did so many things right with that film. The, the humor was was bang on. You know, I, I don't think. Uh, the the comedy in Star Wars should be very overreaching I think it should be very subtle and just kind of inserted uh, just in the like basic dialogue um, they did a good job with that I loved seeing Finn's story uh, when he meets Poe and th- I mean you can you can tell right off the hop that they're gonna you know they have a friendship that's meant to last and I think that was really cool um, there's not a lot that I don't like about the film I think I would have liked to see. Like if I could change some stuff, I probably would have taken out some of Kylo, Ren, uh, Kylo Ren's uh, tantrums. Um, although at the same time, it shows just how like unstable he is. I just didn't find it convincing as a like a big bad guy. Like I didn't feel like he was the big bad guy. I mean, obviously we have Snoke in that film, but I just didn't see him as a threat because you know I'm sitting in the theater with my children. And they throw similar tantrums to what Kyle Ren is doing, and I just can't take it seriously, you know, <laughs> and neither can the stormtroopers. <laughs> so uh, I would have I would have changed that just made him a little bit more intimidating, especially considering when we first see him. He's he's scary. You know, he he holds that. Like that bolt right in the middle of nowhere you never seen that before you get that cool shot I remember I thought that was like the coolest thing never seen it before um, I I don't know I just I feel like they could have made him a little bit more intimidating I didn't feel like he was very scary uh, overall though I enjoyed the film I, I put it on from time to time uh, my kids loved it not a lot not a lot bad to say about it honestly
0: okay nice uh how about you tucker um
2: you know when i think of the force awakens and my experiences watching it which i will say right now i've only seen the sequel trilogy in total two times because i don't enjoy it very much um but when i think of the force awakens i remember how much i enjoyed it in the theaters and i don't enjoy it much anymore with the knowledge of the other two films because there was a lot that i think could have worked in the force awakens if they were carried over into the other films like um for example um, there was something that just makes me upset now. When I, when Maz Kanata has um Luke's lightsaber, and she's like, "That's a story for another time," and then you never hear it, but it is established outside of the movies. But I was like, "Man, like shucks, like I want to know about that." Um, <laughs> and there's a couple of things in the movie as well that rub me the wrong way. That I feel I feel like there were a lot of missed moments and a lot of things that were too convenient. Um, when when the Millennium Falcon is right there for Rainfin, I'm like, okay, sure. Like, you know, that's like the and Knights of the Old Republic. It'd be unfair for me to say that's cheesy because, you know, that happens all the time. That's how Star Wars works. Um, they get in the Millennium Falcon. I, I don't know. The first time I watched it, I was like, eh, I mean, sure. Ray can barely fly the thing. Um, and then she leaves, and immediately, like minutes later, they're talking to Han Solo and Chewbacca. And I'm like, okay, I know that's like the luck luck doesn't exist the force exists but man the force has a funny sense of humor because that was fast (laughs) like that what are the odds right um that's what i think of and then um shoot what was i about to say um going through the film uh, oh yeah whenever um the first order we see them destroy a whole bunch of worlds At the same time, something the Empire didn't ever really do—they destroyed one world or one or two off-screen. I don't exactly remember at this point. Um, We see a reaction from the people on the planet, obviously, as their impending doom comes towards them. Everybody else doesn't care. I would have thought Han Solo, knowing what have happened, because Han Solo has connections. Like he knows a lot of people that would have been on those planets, and he's like, "You're coming, Ray." And, like, stuff like that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Like, why don't they care? That was so many people. Like, even Leia. I mean, although Alderaan was her home world, she was like, no! Um, And stuff like that. Uh, I see the the Force Awakens as a lot of missed moments, things that went a little too far, things that were a little cheesy. I can definitely understand why people would enjoy it. I don't think it was wrong for mirroring a new hope when it does, Um, but... I, I think it is my second to least favorite of the sequels with the last Jedi being my favorite because a lot of things weren't really matched in the other. Movies.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's definitely fair. I mean, I, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely this, there's, there's a lot of camp in that film. It's, uh, I think it's probably the most campy of the sequel, but, uh, your thoughts on it, Fallon, you also ranked it at number 10. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Oh. This movie does like have a special place in my heart because it was the first Star Wars movie that I've ever seen in theaters. The first Star Wars movie that I ever got to experience the buildup for, like when they had announced it, I think I was probably in sixth or seventh grade and I was a freshman in high school when it had come out. So by that point, I was old enough to really have expectations and all that stuff. And I don't know, I was like, I do like it, but I never rewatch it. I was disappointed with it because I thought it was really similar to A New Hope, but things that I liked about it were definitely the setup for the characters. Kylo Ren, I love how Han's character, how he kind of started off as this cocky guy in the OT, and now here he's acting as like a father figure to Rey. Um, I think that that was super cool to see. Um, I Things I didn't like, I didn't like how Luke, Han, and Leia didn't get their reunion. I don't know. I feel like that would have made me really emotional. Um, I mean, I just, like, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, I remember walking out kind of disappointed. I feel like because I went in with such high expectations. And at the time, I was, like, prequels. Like everything else is eh, the prequels this, prequels this. And I just felt like they didn't really take enough risks with The Force Awakens. I felt like it was too much like
0: a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's definitely fair. I mean, I, I've, I've heard that comparison a lot. Um, definitely hit all the same story beats. And uh, it's funny I've because uh, I read um, Bob Iger's book, View. Uh, right of a lifetime. And he talks about that decision where he kind of forced the, that decision because he was he wanted to try and like uh George Lucas's goal was to inspire the next generation of kids. And Bob Iger when purchasing Star Wars decided we need to do something that will get the original trilogy fans on board. And so that's why he kind of pushed that decision into it. Uh, and I honestly do think that it hurt. Um, it hurt everything. Now, that being said, <clears throat> I I like this movie a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely similarities that, that hit the same story beats uh, as A New Hope. Absolutely. And it was intentional to show us how different each of these characters are from the archetypes that were set up in a new hope. And so that's what I enjoyed. Like watching Ray be the exact opposite person as Luke. Um, I I love her opening scenes. Like first of all, sliding down that whole sand dune just looks amazing. Super fun. Um, Also, can we talk about her theme? Her theme is so beautiful. I, I, I love
1: it. Oh, without a doubt.
0: Um, but, like, these little subtle scenes, like, as she's cleaning the little part and she looks up and sees the old lady. And that's, like, indicative of where she will be if she doesn't leave this world and start her life and all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, the, for those little <laughs> tiny scenes, um, personally. Uh, I, I have it as... Uh, I put this movie in the middle because it doesn't do anything offensive to, for me. But it doesn't do anything especially right. Um, In my opinion, and uh, again, I think this is, it's a victim of Star Wars's success, right? Because you see Kylo Ren, and you're expecting, like, another badass like Vader. But the whole point <laughs> is that he's not a badass like Vader, and he's never going to be. Uh, he has too much of his father's heart, and he's going to try everything he can to, like, prove himself. Yeah, I can do this, but he can't. And, like, that's the whole point. But it if you come in expecting, no, I want this all-powerful Sith Lord, then, yeah, it's it's going to disappoint you. Also, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, Adam Driver is, is a very handsome man and, and all this stuff. But I <laughs> got to say, when he took off the mask for the first time, he looked like a wet dog to me. He looked <laughs> like...
3: <Come> on,
0: <laughs> uh, it was just it was just weird. I was like, ugh. Huh. <laughs> like... <laughs>
3: I feel like well, that way though. Like I feel like that definitely was most of the people like that's how my mom reacted.
0: <laughs> okay. well, why, why the long face buddy? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, other than that I, it was it was a great setup. Um, another way I think it's a victim of its own success is we've had so much Star Wars content via books and movies and all these things where there's so much that we have explained now. That was never the case. That was never in the movies. Original trilogy, Palpatine didn't have a first or a last name. Palpatine was never mentioned in the original trilogy. You uh, you could find out his last name in the novelization or in the credits of Return of the Jedi. And he didn't have a first name until 2014. It took Disney buying Star Wars to give the man a first name. Uh, so now, like you see all these little things and you're like, I want to know about that or, mm-hmm. or that like, I know a lot of people were mad that we didn't get more Knights of Ren in the next movie, but there were one line and you see them for like 1.5 seconds. You know, they weren't actually hinted to come, but we just wanted it. Like, I, but I still want to yeah. see them, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. That's, that's why I have mixed feelings about it. Now I will say I did rank this above one above A New Hope Um, and that's just because yeah it does a lot of the things that A New Hope does but I feel like in a lot of ways it does some a little better in the fact of giving the the characters more story now of course that's a victim of a movie coming out in 1977 uh, but A New Hope was a lot more plot driven where we didn't find out anything about any of the characters throughout that film so that's kind of where where I I sit on it. But um mm-hmm. uh so our next one was The Last Jedi. And who did I start with? Um start with you, Geek Theory. So Tucker, I'm going uh, to you first.
1: The last right.
2: Jedi. Oh sorry. Oh, sorry. I sorry
0: with, I, started, I started with you last time. So
2: <laughs> my, my bad. bad.
0: <laughs> uh, Tucker.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um So The Last Jedi is very strange for me to consider in its entirety because the first time I saw it, I really didn't like it, but I left the theater like, that was good, right, Dad? Wasn't that a good movie? Because I wanted it to be. um, And I really didn't like it the first time, and I didn't know why. um, But the more I thought about it, the less I wanted to see it again, and that was for a couple reasons. And there are reasons I can appreciate now. Um, the, The things I do like about the movie is that all in all, it's a pretty good movie. It's like, it's definitely a movie that anybody could have came and seen and they would have been fine with it and they would have enjoyed it. It was a pretty good movie. It was made by people who know how to make good movies. Um, but the, there, there was a lot of things that I would just completely not have in the script. A lot of things that I feel like were just completely wrong. Um, I, I won't get into it too much right here, but for me, Luke, I don't. The, the important thing to remember, first of all, is that it's all fiction. There is no correct measurement of character growth in fiction. Um, in my opinion, Luke Skywalker, I didn't think he was portrayed very well. Um, I can appreciate the whole protagonist goes dark kind of storyline, but I didn't really like it too much from Star Wars. I think because, you know, I am a Luke Skywalker simp. I do want to see him, like, saving the day. I didn't think it made a whole lot of sense that all the, like, Everything blew up in his face and he was like, instead of helping my sister Leia, who I have a very close connection with, I'm going to go sit on a rock across the galaxy. (laughs) Um, That's something I didn't enjoy too much personally, but I can I can understand why people would like it. Um, I, I, I will never get over the fact that the resistance was burning fuel in space. And the whole story was we're running out of fuel. You guys need to go and stop the first order so that we can get somewhere safe before we run out of fuel but they were in space so they could shut off the engines and still move at the same speed um, because there's no friction in space. And I don't know if there's something I'm missing that makes that not possible in Star Wars, but I'm pretty sure that that could have been the case. I also think the Leia scene in space was portrayed awfully because it does make sense that if you force pull something, you should go towards it because you're in space again. Um, However, I think she was way too far away from the ship Because she, this is literally what she did on screen. What she could have done is like, right as she gets sucked out, maybe like her eye opens and she like pulls herself back towards it with like a a tremendous effort and the screen trembling. What actually happened is like Superman, right? Um, And that does not hit me right. That that betrays everything I thought I knew about Star Wars, but it does make sense in general. I just didn't think it was portrayed well on screen. Um, I... I I I didn't understand this the first few times was the whole hyperspace tracking thing because there are there in there were other parts in Star Wars where they were like what they like they're here too but what they do is they they used to calculate it on computers where they possibly could have been and they kind of hope they're right or they they try to chase them through hyperspace and that's also why sometimes they're like oh we lost them we didn't get the calculations done cuz they're already gone but I was like if Finn knows where their machine is to track people through hyperspace. Why was he surprised that they could track them through hyperspace? Because they get on the ship and he's like, yeah, I was a janitor here. I know where it is. the thing is. We'll go get it. And I was like, then why are you surprised? Um, and it basically what it comes down to, it's a lot of nitpicky things. One thing I really did enjoy about The Last Giant, and it's a reason I would watch it again, is the portrayal of the Force and Rey's awakening to it when Ray's being trained by Luke and he's like, imagine like the life on the rock, like the grass, whatever he says, it's like, Oh, this is just like Knights of the Old Republic too. And I love that game. So I loved it there too. Um, And Ray, although I will say Ray in the cave where she was looking at herself and like, it was all the mirror and stuff. I was like, that made no sense. I didn't think it accomplished very much. I don't think she, she came out of it and she was like, all right. And I don't know why it was there. It looked cool. Um, But I will, I would be lying if I said it wasn't an enjoyable movie. It is a fun watch. It's not at all what I expect
0: or want from Star Wars, but it was good. It was
2: not bad. All
0: right. I I love it. so one thing I, I will say, though, only, and it's only because you asked. <laughs> yeah. But you, you're right. If you were to turn your engines off, you would go at the same speed eternally. But that's that's the point, is both ships are accelerating regularly. Because this one has less mass, it's able to accelerate slightly faster than that one. So if they turn off the engine, then they would be caught okay. up with.
2: But it's. I don't know why in my head it was they were both kind of going at their maximum velocity already. Um, I think I just missed that when I watched it. So thank you for clarifying.
0: No, no, to- totally makes, <laughs> makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, your thoughts on it, uh, Fallon?
3: To go off what Tucker said, um, so The Last Jedi definitely brought something else different to Star Wars. Like it wasn't really something like we had ever seen before. At first, I used to really not like this movie. And honestly, over the past few months, it's really, really grown on me pretty much because of you Chaco and like all of your videos and stuff. And I've been like, like looking at it differently, but like, there's so much that I love from this movie from Ray and Kylo's new force connections from Ray discovering her power through the force. So Luke, how Luke was portrayed in this movie, I have mixed feelings about because Luke is also my favorite and I love like the way he was in the original trilogy, but from, to a certain extent, I understand the way like, like the direction that they were trying to go for, like kind of like an Obi-Wan hermited type, like, oh, my like apprentice turned, it's my fault, that kind of thing. So there I understand. Kylo not firing on the ship that Leia was on just showed how conflicted he was and how haunted he was after he killed his father. And I think that that's super important. Uh, I loved Snoke's throne room and that... Um, between Kylo and Rey, I loved that fight. And things I didn't like, I didn't like the way that they killed off Snoke. I thought that he should have been the villain for the um, ninth movie. We also, they also said that we were gonna find out who Snoke was and we kind of just like didn't, I feel like, like they were just like, oh, Snoke. And then Kylo Ren kills him. Like, okay, (laughs) Snoke falls, that's it. Um, also something that I did like Poe in this movie, I, I really liked Show he started to show a lot of leadership. Um, I didn't like Canto Bite in this movie. I thought that it was kind of unnecessary, uh, Finn and Rose. I feel like that was kind of when Finn's character had started to go downhill. I didn't really like Rose's character. I think that Finn, honestly, to make his character better, I think maybe he should have sacrificed himself at the end on Crate instead of Rose coming in and just, like, taking him out. And that kiss was, like, so, so awkward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was Um, cringy.
3: And I also... Something that I loved was the whole Luke versus Kylo Ren thing and Luke from somewhere else. Like Luke's death, it did make me sad, but I think that they handled it in like a really respectful way with him looking at the sunset and like Luke and Leia, the kiss between like him kissing her head and like the dice and stuff. I think that this movie is definitely like underrated. And I think that a lot of people give it too much hate because I think that it actually provided so much more than people are giving it credit for.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that, I agree. Uh, Your thoughts on a geek theory?
1: Okey dokey. Uh, This one is, uh, I I ranked it 10th on my list. Um, And uh, I don't don't, don't know where to start. Um, How do do I explain this? it frustrates me. This I remember. This movie frustrate. The best way I can describe it is it frustrates me the same way that the rise of Skywalker frustrated me regarding Finn. Uh, the Force Awakens does so much to set up all these things. You have all these questions. You walk out of the theater and you're like, "Who is Rey? And how did Moz get the lightsaber? And what's going to happen next?" And then you come to this movie and literally it gets tossed off a rock, and you you're just you're left with just more questions and no answers by the time you leave the theater. And I remember at at the beginning when I, when I saw it in theaters, I remember I was, I was mostly mad that I felt like I could take the Seinfeld laugh track and play it to the whole film. And I didn't feel like that's something that star Wars should have. Like, obviously I said earlier comedy makes a lot of sense in the star Wars world, but it's usually subtle the, the one of the opening scenes has uh, like a, a prank call dialogue okay. and all I could think of was Bart Simpson. And so it just really pulled me out of the, the universe. I just had a hard time dealing with a lot of the jokes. Cause it just felt like one after the other, after the other. Um, now that I revisit it and I've watched it a couple of times, I can, I, I think I've, one of the things I love the most is Luke's betrayal. a lot. I, I struggled with it a lot when I first saw it. But now that I think about it, I can really cling it all to his quote where he says, you think what? I'm going to walk out with a laser sword and face the whole First Order, you know, and. That's what we expected him to do, like you walked out of the Force Awakens and you're like, oh, you just wait when Luke shows up. Y'all are going to have a nightmare because my boy's going to be swinging and it's going to be crazy. And then you don't get that at all, um, which is really a good thing. I wish they would have given us a little bit more less crazy hermit dude and more broken man who believed his own hype for so long that when he failed, he realized like just what human error feels like. Cause we've all been there where you just are like, as a father, you know, you're I'm supposed to do all these great things for my children. And if I make a mistake and it leads to something incredibly bad, yeah, you're going to, you're going to feel that and you're not going to want to be around everyone. And you're not, you're, you're gonna really kind of cave into yourself and just be in those feelings. And so I think once you see that Luke in that light, just as a, a broken man, um, it, it made a lot of sense because he wasn't, he wasn't the guy he wasn't, the, he wasn't the hero that we expected him to be and nor should he have been. I mean, that just shows you how much pressure we all put on him. It, just as viewers um, when we, when we watch these movies, you know, we were expecting great things and he, 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 he wasn't in a place to do those things. A um, couple things I, w- I would have changed very specifically, very small details. I would have taken out a lot of the jokes and made it a little bit more easygoing. But specifically the Canto bite scenes, I would have liked them a lot more. I think if uh, outside there were racing, I can't remember what the creatures were called. Fathers. Um, okay. It should have been pod racing. A hundred percent should have been pod racing that would have been a great way to like tie it back to the prequels i think if you wanted to call it fan service whatever i think it would have been a really cool nod and one of those things where you're like oh that's so cool pod racing is still a thing awesome and uh so just seeing that rather than the the creatures themselves but yeah um things i liked about it yeah now i like luke's portrayal I love the throne room scene. Everything about it—the slow motion, all the shots—it's very beautiful. It's nice to look at. Sometimes I just watch that on its own. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got.
3: <laughs> Can, I <add> <laughs> Can I add something?
1: Yeah, I something
3: yeah. that like nobody has mentioned yet. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but like in the Force Awakens, Hux was like this big, bad, like intimidating dude. And then he just gets worse and worse and worse. And then I feel like it would have been so cool for his character in rise of Skywalker. If he were to like leave with Finn and Poe, like, I feel like like they could have just done a lot more with him and he could have been a really, really cool character. But instead he was just like kind of there after the force awakens. I felt like, like you said, like the prank call thing, I thought that was so like, but yeah, I just felt like Hux could have been portrayed a lot better.
1: See, and I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, always, I liked the Hux-Kylo uh, Ren rivalry, the back and forth in The Force Awakens. And it mm-hmm. gives you that perception. Like, Hux stands before Snoke and, with confidence. And you're just like, this guy, he, he's the bad guy to watch for. Like, mm-hmm. let's not sleep on this guy. And then... He just becomes this like second rate character who's just there for like comedic relief. He's the butt end of a lot of jokes, and but I also feel like in this movie they do that with with a lot of like all almost all the villains. They kind of just do them dirty, you know. Like nobody is really overly that intimidating. Um, yeah, Snoke has his moment with with Ray where he's got full control of her, but then they just off him within like half a minute, anyways. So yeah.
2: <laughs> That's exactly what happens to Hux, too. In The Force Awakens, he's this, like, damper on Kylo Ren. He's the overboss. He's, like, he's keeping him in check. And then his whole character turns into, I'm the spy, shoot me! And then he dies in the next scene. I'm like, is that really everything you were set up to do?
3: I thought that when Kylo Ren was, like, unconscious in the throne room after, like, Rey had left, and Hux was, like, standing over him, I thought Hux was going to try and kill him or something.
0: Or try yeah. to do I mean, it, he it he like, grabbed his gun and he he started giving up. He's like, all right, I never mean, mind. Yeah,
3: but I thought like <laughs> it was gonna be, like more and it was going to be like a bigger thing between them. But after like it was like nothing happened. You know, like the whole like rivalry thing. I feel like where was that there? You know.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's that's, that's uh, Like the way I kind of saw them as, um, is that Hux is like the first order legacy guy, right? And he was running all of this whole show, and then this this guy Kylo Ren shows up. He's not part of our military. Who is he? What is he doing now? He like outranks us, and he's like starts to surpass everyone. Uh, I, I just kind of saw Hux as getting more and more like. Um, just unraveling as he is getting usurped for what he thinks is like his right that's just that's kind of how, how I saw it you know I, I can see that I mean
3: rightfully so I would be pretty pissed off too if I were him some kid in a mask who smashes stuff comes in here and all of a sudden
0: he's the head. but and, and I mean, it's I'm funny to me because that's the same exact thing that happened with, with Vader especially if, like yeah. in the 2017 comic run where people are like Who is this guy? Like, why is he commanding us to do stuff? I don't know who he is. He's not part of our, he doesn't have a military rank. Like we all went to school for this Uh, and he's just murdering us. Like, damn it.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I think, I think two really good observations just from this discussion is that uh, in a lot of ways, Kylo Ren wants to be like Vader, but indirectly acts a lot like Anakin, Uh, (laughs) especially with the tantrums. But is it not fair to you're say flirting
3: that flirting too the flirting attempt? Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, you're that's
0: you're nothing, <laughs> yeah. but not to what? me though. Huh?
1: Hey. Hey. Um, the uh, but yeah, and then like we talk. We're talking about Hux here, and all I can think about is how like awesome Agent Callis's story is. Yeah, because it's basically the same story, just with a way better ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, with a lot more time. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, uh, so I so the Last Jedi actually for me, it crawled up the ranks. So for the longest time, my top well, I, I don't even want to eh, whatever. My, my top three were uh, it, was, it was it was Empire, then Return, and then uh, Revenge. And then the Last Jedi just kept crawling and crawling on subsequent watches, and it's it's now my favorite. Uh, my very last watch. It's become my favorite Star Wars film because, um, again, I like. I'm a huge lore heavy guy and um, and character guy, and I honestly believe that this does the most with people's characters of any Star Wars film uh, in the whole franchise. Like, h- how do you give Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren, and Luke a full arc? In the movie, without making Luke the main character, without, you know, and so, yes, some people's stories were suppressed, but all of them, whatever their goal was, and I would like to be a writer. Like, I, I write, but I've never had anything published. Um, and so I usually look at things through that lens, and they put obstacles between each character and what they want the most. <laughs> And we get to see how that resolves. <clears throat> and so I you know I really appreciated that about the film. Um, also, all the scenes with Luke, like I am also a huge Luke Stan, and the way that it touches on all of Luke's training scenes in this film, I believe are are beautiful because a lot of the stuff that he says, it and a lot of (laughs) it's funny because a lot of the criticism mimics the stuff that he says because we grew up being the little kid at the very end playing with your toys and you're like luke skywalker and he's like stares down everyone and all this stuff um that stuff isn't easy to do and also when you are in a situation where you are the only person you can turn to and you try your absolute hardest and you do everything right and you still fail that's that sucks <laughs> you know what i mean and uh and, and for me this season of the mandalorian actually really hammered that in you know he's this badass he comes in he saves them he picks up grogu uh he doesn't ask if they're okay or if they need <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm here for that guy. Alright, see you guys. Um no, no but uh watching Kim take Krogu and look at Dan and say, I will protect this kid with my life. Imagine something happens to that kid. Yeah. That that hurts. You know what I mean? Like that's not something you you shrug off uh the next day, you know? So I you know I really appreciated that. Uh the throne room scene is beautiful and Unlike any other fight scene that that we have in Star Wars. Yes, there was there was some uh, choreography errors and things like that. But um, the way the camera, the camera work like watch it and look at the camera work of a crazy action scene and then focuses on the the actor's face in the scene, zooms out to the action, pans over and Rey's in the middle of an action scene and it zooms in on her face and she's still acting. And like, I don't know, that's... I've never seen that before in anything. Uh, so there's just a, a lot of stuff. You know, the, the lore, this is the only one that touched on on the prequels, really. You know, I watched the prequels and I'm like, I, I'm irritated. I mean, there, so there is a hill I will die on, <laughs> which is um, Anakin falling is not the Jedi's fault. I mean, yes, they took some, they, they could have prevented it, but a, it was his decision, his choices. And B, there was a literal Sith Lord pushing him towards the dark since he was nine years old, you know? Um, you, you can't be like <laughs> you can't be like oh, but the Jedi were off base and serving the Republic when a Sith Lord is leading the Republic. <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the hill I'll die on. However, Luke talks about that, and he's like, you know, he acknowledges that they failed in their charge of taking care of things. Doesn't matter how well the, they tried to do. Doesn't matter how much stuff they did right. The end result was their failure. I took all of that information, and I tried my hardest, and I ended up with the same failure. Maybe the Jedi are the problem. And, I don't know, that, that kind of hit me. Um, but, you know, there's was, there was still a lot of stuff that I would change about the movie. Uh, again, there are a few bits of humor that I thought needed to be toned down a little bit. Um, the beginning with BB-8 shoving his face into a plug of electricity. I don't even know what the hell was happening there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was confusing. Um, When BB-8 started controlling the walker, uh, that that part made me mad. Like, I physically got mad seeing it until I saw Finn's reaction, and Finn had the same look on his face that I had on mine of like, the hell? (laughs) 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 I was like okay okay I guess I, I get that <laughs> no there's there's definitely stuff that I, I would I would change or that could be portrayed well but uh, again I still feel star Wars is at its best when it's when it's being weird and like Ray in the cave and you're like oh, I don't I don't know what's going on but I like it <laughs> uh-huh. um also sound design I think is the best of any i like sound design and cinematography I honestly feel this is the best Star Wars movie because there is not a single scene that you couldn't take a snapshot and have that be your desktop background, you know? And then the sound design, especially when, um, when Ray and Kylo Ren would talk and like you feel the sound and all the air gets sucked out of the room and it's just them, like, that was beautiful. Plus, I love Knights of the Old Republic. And so, like, you're <laughs> like, these guys have these weird connections, just like Revan and Bastla have this weird connection. You're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. I uh, know That type of stuff is, is cool to me. So that's that's why. Spoilers, my, by like,
2: the way. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, tw- 20 year old spoilers. Yeah. My, yeah. My bad no. <laughs> um, but moving on, we have uh, Rogue One. And uh, we'll go to Fallon first.
3: So Rogue One is like such a beautifully shot movie. Like one of the first things I noticed was that the cinematography was freaking insane. Like Scarif, it's beautiful. Uh, I will admit the first time I watched Rogue One, I fell asleep. (laughs) Um, It could have been because it was 11.30 post-basketball game, but I just do feel like the beginning is a little slow. I'm not gonna lie. It is slow, but I think it explains a lot. K2SO, I think brings, he's one of the best parts of this movie to me. He brings like a humor to a like a dark ending movie. And I think that's great. He's one of my favorite droids. Vader, his end scene, I love it. It's perfect. Uh, Jin and Cassian, I think that his show could be really, really interesting, and it could add a lot of depth to this movie, which I think will make me like it a lot more. Um, I did, I personally did like the little cameos from Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, Tarkin, and CGI Leia. They all made me super excited. I remember, uh, so I went with my best friend who likes Star Wars, but isn't, like, as into it as I am. And Tarkin CGI came on. I was like, that's that's Tarkin. Like, they CGI'd him. Like, that's so cool. So, yeah, I think it was pretty cool how it connected into A New Hope perfectly, and they did it so well so long after. I thought that that was just awesome. But, yeah. Nice. Things I didn't like was just probably – kind of how slow it was in the beginning and I think I only say that because I fell asleep one time.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I, I love it. Uh, your thoughts on it, geek theory? Uh,
1: yeah, just to kind of like add to what Fallon was saying, it's, it, it ties perfectly into A New Hope. Um, I can't actually even watch A New Hope without watching Rogue One first. I have to watch them as just one big film because um, that's to me how good it was. It's it, I put it uh, as fifth so it's almost in the middle uh, on my list, but, um, but no, I like a lot of the same things. I love, I love K2SO. Super hilarious. Uh, also, I think Jin Urso was just such a badass. And um, the, the whole movie, though, at the end of the day, if I was to sum it up, it just, it was the first. This movie made me realize that I don't need lightsabers to enjoy Star Wars, period. Like if the Darth Vader scene never happened the way it does, I would not have been sad about it. Period. Like I wasn't expecting it. So more,
3: um, yeah. Like there's so much more than the Skywalkers and the yeah, Spider-Man explorer.
1: And and so I I really like fr- like from the beginning to the end I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it was a little slow in in, in, uh, in parts, but mostly it was just it was really. It was really cool to explore what else was going on in the world or in the universe um, while this war is taking place where Jedi and Sith are not concerned. Um, I remember my mind was blown when I saw Tarkin on screen because, uh, I mean, how? That was the first thing that, that came to mind. I was sitting, how? How is this even happening right now? And um, and then the the Leia scene as well. Uh, that was it's like two it's what like half a minute it's not even very long that she has screen time but it's enough to just incite this like very nostalgic feeling that you just you walk away you're like oh I really love I love Star Wars and uh but no overall I love the movie I think the thing that I don't like about it is that my my brain as someone who's very analytical says to me it's a shame we don't technically need it you know like it, the, we didn't need the movie. Um, the story's great. It, they do a great job clearing up any questions. Um, as a kid, I wondered a lot, like how the rebellion was born and, um, how they got to where they were when we see them in the original trilogy. But did I need to see it? Not necessarily. And I, I think that's what sucks is because I was like, ah, oh, just didn't really need to be a part of anything. We didn't need this movie. Um, And I hate that I feel that way (laughs) because I really loved the (laughs) film. (laughs) Uh, And I just I just watched it the other night and I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's so great. And I love like if you pay close enough attention, I'm a big I'm a big Rebels fan, like love Star Wars Rebels. And so, you know, you you hear Hera's name get called over the PA and I'm just like, oh, Yep. oh, yeah, it's see chopper
0: uh, and the ghost
1: Oh man, it's just it's just cool. It just it just reaffirms like why why I'm a Star Wars fan. I, it's not because of Jedi. It's not because of Sith. It's it's because I just love the universe, and and that's that's what this movie does. It just shows you some like another perspective of what's going on. It's just it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I love that. I have there's a secondary hill that I'm willing to die on, and that's Star Wars is more realistic than Star Trek the only difference is who the camera follows if you aren't following a jedi it's really grounded and it's very very realistic you know what i mean like i i will maintain that the very first episode of star uh, star trek next generation is far more fantastical than any amount of star wars combined like you you meet q and he's like Mr. Mitzlpitalik, like, just making things, and and, and uh, you meet a space, a giant space jellyfish that has superpowers, uh, but is messing up because he's sad. Like, it's, <laughs> the first episode is, is weird as hell, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> anyways, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'll fight you. Come at me. Uh, talk <laughs> to- <laughs> talk your thoughts are Rogue One.
2: I really don't have too much to say about Rogue One. I I put it in the middle of my list specifically because it's not the movie I would recommend someone watch first, nor is it the one that I would watch first if I was looking to enjoy any Star Wars movie. Um, but I will say, um, marathoning it into the original trilogy is like the best way to experience that movie, in my opinion. It's, it's a very contained story. Obviously, you know, spoilers for a very old movie now. Uh, everyone dies in the end. That's super cool. It's very contained. Um like it, it's it, it is very much like realistic and gritty and it's something that the Mandalorian I wanted to see in the Mandalorian that they didn't really do because even Mandalorian season two became a grout the became about the force and the Jedi at some point. Um whereas Rogue One is completely nitty-gritty the whole way through. There, you know, bloodstains, dirt, like everyone's gross looking, everyone's sweating, everyone's dead. Um and it, it's it's super cool. It, it, it would the only thing that could make it rank higher on my list is if there was more to do with these characters but because of the nature of the film like it's at a natural disadvantage to the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy because it doesn't
0: have more to do with these characters um and that's really all i got to say about it and that's totally fine i mean so for, for me i'm gonna take the opposite this one was the lowest one on my list um for a long time until until i did the podcast episode on this movie and that it actually moved it up Several places, um, and so now I, I definitely I definitely in, enjoy it for what it is, um, and again, this is all all the new movies have been so beautifully shot. Like it's it's crazy how much how ad, far advanced that is, and they're bringing this new technology with still blending in this this old flavor. Um, I, I love that, and uh, Charit I love Charit I mean, uh, Element Seven was bringing up in, in the chat, you know, the scene where he gets bagged, and he's like, "Are you kidding? I'm blind!" <laughs> like, I'm blind. just like, yeah, there's just like a lot of really subtle humor points that um, that just hit for me. You know, K two S O rescuing her, like, "You're being rescued. Don't resist." Like, certain parts I just, I just love. Um, for me, the things that I, I disliked was. It felt like this movie was written backwards. It felt like this, the pitch for the movie was the third act, and they had to write something to meet the third act. And I think they, in some ways, kind of... How do I say it? Because we know there was a lot of production issues on this film um then they had to change directors uh sorry they didn't change directors on this film but they there was just a lot of reshoots um like for a good uh, portion of the film and i feel like i know what that is i think the whole film was something that it was a deep lore story about kyber crystals and the whole first act like Jen gets given a necklace and it's a kyber crystal. And then they go to this planet where they're harvesting kyber crystals. And when she meets Cherit, you know, that he's sensing her kyber crystal and he says, Oh, the strongest stars have hearts of kyber. And, and all and they keep they keep using that as this through line. And then in the second act, it's that's gone. Like they forgot about it. And and, and you're like, oh okay, all right, cool. Let's 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 keep going then. <laughs> And then it becomes, you know, I, I put a flaw in the Death Star. And I was like, "Wait, wasn't it designed in Episode 3? Like, I could have swore. Mm-hmm. In Episode 2, we saw the, the full design. And we saw them building the superstructure in Episode 3. So, like, that part still messes with my mind. Uh, but it's okay. That's, that's, like, my nitpicky brain because I have weird recall of very specific stuff. Um, but... You know, if there's anything I, I would change, or the thing that I got to appreciate, because um, I had Sunflower Stardust, who's an amazing Jin cosplayer, um, and Ducks on when we did this. And the thing I really took from our conversation was um, really that through line of, of hope. You know, Jin was raised by... This crazy guy who's this terrorist destroying stuff. Like, because of him, she had no hope. She knew things were bad. She knew they were going to get worse. And there was no reason to do anything about it because there's no hope. Uh, you meet Cassian, and like, he is meeting with a fellow rebel whose arm is hurt. And he's like, he can't climb out of here. So he shoots him dead because that guy has no hope. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we, but we see that hope. Cr- like creep into both of their hearts and like they carry that forward through the rest of the movie i didn't i didn't see that when i first saw the movie um i couldn't catch that and so now i fully appreciate it um the vader scene i i go back and forth with because it's an amazing scene by itself it feels weird in the movie like a like it's a section of imperial propaganda
3: like they felt like they had to put in a lightsaber Like, that's kind of the way it felt. Like, I love that scene. But, like, as you were saying, like, it feels like they kind of felt like they had to because it's Star Wars, you know? Like, why? Like, I feel like they thought, like, the fans would be like, well, if Darth Vader was in the movie before, why don't we see his lightsaber? Yeah. Like, you know? I feel like that's, that's, like... What you're
0: saying. Continue. No, I I agree fully, and they were right because <laughs> for a lot of people that's the first thing that they think of. Uh, so that I mean they were they were right to do it. It still feels weird to me, um, but everything else I I do love. I, I did I did love like Tarkin in it. By the way, if you haven't read the canon book Tarkin, highly recommend it because I never cared about the character, but it's written so well, and he's a crazy badass like yeah you'd have been oh man um so yeah i'm I'm a huge fan of him now i will say when leia says hope it's only when she mouths the word i don't feel they sync up right and it gives me uncanny valley vibes but that's just me (laughs) (laughs) all right number five phantom menace um and i go to i forget So I'm going to Tucker first. (laughs) All right.
2: Uh, Yeah, I've been, just like with Attack of the Clones, I've been on both sides of the coin for this one. Um, I used to not like it. I mean, I growing up, it was the first Star Wars movie I ever watched. It's the first one I watched on repeat because I didn't own the other ones yet. Um, So growing up, this was the coolest thing ever to me because I didn't have anything else to go off of. Then as I got a little bit older, I was like, "Ah, I don't really like it as much. It's kind of boring. I'd rather just watch Revenge of the Sith over and over because I'm in fourth grade and that's something I do. but uh now, um, when I first uh saw Master and Apprentice in a bookstore um last month in July, I was like, How come I never knew about this? Like I knew there was our other Star Wars books, but how come I didn't know this one existed? That's so cool. I love the Phantom Menace. I picked it up and I read through the whole thing. And obviously we're talking about the film itself, but I will say after having read Master and Apprentice, the Phantom Menace boosted up my ranking. Um the whole relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan is really fascinating to me. I love it. I, I love, I, I just, first of all, I love Liam Neeson. That man is a god. Um, <laughs> and seeing their relationship, it, it's very different to Obi-Wan and Anakin. And like, you know, the Clone Wars. And it was very different to Luke and Ben. Um, it's very unique. Uh, and Qui-Gon himself, like being such a deviant Jedi, the last of like some of the better Jedis before they start you know, being tricked by you know, all this Clone Wars nonsense. Um, it, it really makes The Phantom Menace very watchable for me, but some things that you can take away from the movie, or rather points you can take away from the movie, um, lies in the fact that to a lot of people, and to myself sometimes, depending on my mood, it can get pretty boring. Um, <laughs> a lot of the movie just doesn't need to be there. Um, it it, it kind of drags and a lot of it. There's not a whole lot of reasons to care about it There's reasons to care about some of the paw points later like Anakin's mom um, When you come back to it in attack of the clones, but in the Phantom Menace There is a lot of wasted air and there's a lot of wasted air on is this boy the chosen one? I don't know. We're gonna take him anyways There's a lot of wasted air on midi-chlorians science all that stuff that you didn't know about before We're gonna introduce now and you're gonna appreciate it later, but right now you're not Um, Because they didn't make it entertaining in my opinion that part wasn't that cool pod racing while awesome took a long time out of the movie um there was also very little time spent on the whole sith aspect because the sith were reintroduced um they were called the sith um they were you know it was a new person it was darth sidious back then um in the phantom menace as far as i'm aware people were starting to catch on to the idea that palpatine might be also Darth Sidious, but back then they didn't really know for sure yet. Um, so you had a whole bunch of mystery about that, but they've had very few scenes. You had Sidious talking to Maul in like two scenes. You had Sidious talking to Newt Gunray in the very beginning. Um, and then later as you go throughout the movie, you don't learn more about them. But what you do know is Darth Maul opens up his lightsaber and tries to slice Qui-Gon. And after that, it's on site. We need, you know, they just need to get rid of this guy. They don't learn a whole lot about him. Um, and the whole like, also, Brandon, can I swear? Are we allowed to swear on here? I know you did a bit,
0: but uh I try to keep it toned down, but it's not it's not bad. Okay, cool. Cuz the Jedi behind the scenes, they're having a real oh shit
2: moment because they realize <laughs> the Sith are back and they don't know who they're looking at. Um but you don't really see that in the movie too much. You just see Mace Windu go, "Yeah, we got him." <laughs> you know, he got wrecked. <laughs> um and, and and not only that, but um something although it was established later um all like maybe behind the scenes in attack the clones um that is also when count dooku starts to leave the jedi order and become a sith himself and we don't see it in that movie so it becomes kind of it should have had shock factor in attack of the clones if it had been introduced to us before but instead um they don't really take that chance and we're just left with there were sith and there was a qui-gon and now there's no qui-gon and now there's no sith um so without the without master and apprentice, this might be towards the bottom of my list. But with it, I can appreciate the parts that I couldn't appreciate before. And that's about all I've got got to say
0: about it. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, talk, well, first of all, anything Claudia Gr- Gray writes is great. Oh yeah, read read all of it. Um, but if you also read um, Queen's Peril, which is comes after Queen's Shadow, but it's a prequel. Uh, It's from like uh, Amidala's point of view and from before that time and also during that time. So you find out what's happening like on the grounds in Naboo during the occupation. It's kind of grisly at certain points, uh, but it also will will amplify the movie as well. I'll pick it up. That's why I'm a huge like book stand myself. Uh, Your thoughts on it, Fallon?
3: So this is like my guilty pleasure Star Wars movie. Um, I watch it like a lot more often than the other ones. Actually, I love Qui Gon. He's one of my favorite characters. I love Qui Gon and Obi Wan versus Darth Maul. Um, I do like the introduction to Darth Maul, but I like like along with what Tucker said. Like he and Sidious like weren't really in it. Like they sit their back, but like okay, they're just walking around and and talking you know um, i think that the relationship between anakin and his, and his mom shows how scared he was how it he, in a way it humanized darth vader for me to show that he was a real man who was hurt under that helmet and not just some crazy monster like him leaving his mom and the fear he had for her was what kind of started it all and seeing the way Palpatine you can tell how Palpatine started manipulating him by the end already you can see the relationship and the attraction forming for Padme that Anakin had that you can tell would really would really um hurt him in the future because he cared so much I think that um Obi-Wan in my opinion like I feel like he could have had a little bit of a bigger role in this movie but I understand that a lot of it had to do with Qui-Gon who Anakin trusted and who his mom trusted he died at the end and he had to create a new relationship with someone else like I get that um Duel of the Fates is amazing that score is amazing I think that introducing Tatooine was probably the coolest thing ever in theaters as well as the, like qui saying Obi-Wan like I can only imagine the way people reacted when they were like oh my god like that's young Obi-Wan no way and that's his master um I also love Shmi in this movie I think that she was like portrayed perfectly and I think that she resembled like confidence in Anakin, the way I feel like it sort of resembled the way that Leia was so confident in Luke in Return of the Jedi, if that makes sense. But yeah, I think that it's definitely like underlooked and it brings a lot to the table. I haven't read like any of the books you guys have mentioned, but I do still really like it. And I think that it adds a lot to the prequels, even though it's really slow
0: yeah yeah definitely i i i love how you talked about um shmi's confidence in him though because that is a huge part because i mean i feel like each trilogy represents uh, i've said this before and i apologize for the listeners who (laughs) listen to me every Mm -hmm. week but um it really brings to mind the the shakespeare quote of some people are born great um Mm -hmm. some do great things and some have greatness thrust upon them, and I think that's Anakin, Luke, and Ray, um, to a T. And Anakin was born great, and Shmi knew from from the get go, and that's why she was okay with it. She was like, "No, this is, this is the, the like, like." She he knew he was the chosen one.
3: Oh, he's supposed to go with you. This is what he's supposed to do. Let him help you. That kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's yeah. part like
0: part that i really love about that movie yeah uh your thoughts on it, uh, geek theory
1: um the phantom menace was the first uh star wars movie that i'd ever saw in theaters and so for me it's lots of memories of like collectors pepsi cans and mountain dew and like my jar jar binks t-shirt <laughs> where he's like going like this uh, you know like um back when you know jar jar was kind of cool for half a minute, because I was a kid and nobody really cared. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of torn. It's it's I put an eighth on my list because I, I feel like overall it, it, it get it is a little bit boring. Like. It's probably one of the most politically driven uh, Star Wars films, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I like politics. I follow along with a lot of stuff that's going on in Star Wars. Um, there's politics in literally every single movie. It's just that it's, it's – it's, I remember as a kid, it was it – was, I felt bored. Like I, I remember thinking that – Darth Maul was way cooler when I was a kid and then you watch the movie now and you really don't get to know him. And so if I was to really like just say how I feel, it's that all the cool stuff that's happening at this point in time in the universe isn't the stuff that we get to see on screen you know when when you think of the phantom menace yeah you think Darth Maul but you don't get a lot of him and you don't get much of his backstory if anything really um you don't get any Darth Plagueis and yet that's what you really want because you know he's very present around this period um should give some that yeah so like there's there's just all these all these little pieces i i think they did a really good job um with with anakin i i loved uh like valin had said i loved seeing him with his mother and jake, awesome i thought jake did such a good job i mean there was some there were some cringy lines but that's the writing
0: justice um, for jake no justice for jake he deserved oh yeah. <laughs> like uh like george lucas is famous for only saying faster and more intense no kidding. now if you're saying that to liam neeson He'll know what to do with the character. If you say that to a child, to Jake Lloyd, what's he going to do? Are you an angel? (laughs) That's what he's going to do. Damn it. I, 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 I. I,
3: Like his optimism still, like as a kid. And I feel like that's kind of a way, like that sort of reflects Luke's optimism.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I think I agree. I feel bad for him. And that's why I say I feel like the writing. At the end of the day, it comes down to the writing. Because it's not just him. There's lots of cringy lines in there. Um, I, th- I, th- I feel bad because I was just going to say with Jake, one of the things that like now as an adult, he he pulls me out of the movie only because of Jingle All the Way. Um <laughs> A terrible mandal, like just—that's yeah. <laughs> all I hear when I see him on screen, and I feel bad. But either, either Sinbad way, I
0: is a national treasure. Okay. <laughs> he hey, taught me it? that women be shopping. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a great sitcom. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all, all in all, it, I don't rank it very high. I, I enjoy Qui Gon and Obi Wan. I remember as a kid, I thought it was so cool to see Obi Wan as like a really young adult just and very like he was very adolescent in his own way you know he's not this refined old ben that i was familiar with and so it was really cool to kind of watch that play out and i even still like jar jar binks I, i i'm gonna honestly like if you're if you're it's cheesy humor. He wasn't meant to be this like very like seriously taken character and and yeah, the humor is not exactly great, but I mean, he's got like one of the coolest I don't know. He comes from a really cool city. I would love to go there. I'd stay there if they had hotels. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Um and 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 honestly, he's like he's not I, I felt like the humor or the character himself doesn't really serve the overall plot of the movie. So he's – you can take him or you can leave him. But at the same time, I, I just – I don't know. I thought – I was entertained and I, I, I laughed every once in a while. When he numbed his tongue on the pod racer, I, I laughed. I was like, <laughs> hey, that's funny. You know, it's – yeah, it's cheap humor but you're going to get that in pretty much any movie. So um, – no, it worked out for me. Plus, it wasn't... I didn't feel like it was laugh track comedy similar to how I felt about The Last Jedi. A lot of the, the humor is just gradual. I mean, it, it's, it's in the way he... The way he presents himself, the way he walks—he's always fumbling. You can see that even in the Clone Wars series, right? When uh, I was just watching—I can't remember what the episode's called—but where he's uh, where he's mistaken as a uh, as a Jedi. Uh, that's one uh, bombad Jedi. Yeah, I just laughed my whole way through that movie. I'm just like, yeah, that makes it makes sense though. You expect that from this character, and it works. So, um, yeah.
2: I mean, small.
3: Oh, can I go? Like yeah, I can. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, as a kid before Clone Wars and stuff, like, when I was, like, really little, like, four, like, I remember thinking, I was like, Darth Maul's so cool. And then, like, they just got rid of him, you know? And, like, as a kid, I felt like they were just getting rid of Sith. Like, it was, like, one per movie. Like, like even as a kid, I was like, why is this necessary? Like, until Clone Wars? But I was like, they introduced this cool character and in the end, just like, why, you know?
1: You bring up a really good point, And I'm going to go as far as saying that live action mall just doesn't do it for me and, and it's only because of the way they I write him
3: wars i feel like that yeah.
1: well <laughs> I, I feel like they just do them dirty you don't really get to see much of them in the phantom menace I feel so, like you don't...
3: Look so cool and the double-bladed like everyone was like oh my god like yeah it's a double-bladed lightsaber
1: and then the only other time you get to see him is in solo at the end and yeah. if you're not familiar with what's going on it's really confusing and doesn't make sense. And it feels out of place mm-hmm. because you're not familiar with what's actually going on with that character because he's fleshed so well. Like they, they do such a good job I- explaining this character, his backstory, what's going on with him and how, just like how his mind works in everything animated. Yeah. And then I feel like they dropped the ball when it comes to anything live action with him, because we really don't know him. Um, I remember Chaco. You said you know in, in Legends he was just a throwaway character, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're they're like basically trying to fix that, and it's they just haven't done it in live action yet. Yeah. So ho- yeah, hopefully we get a way to to do that because they've they've I'm, done it animated, uh, you know.
3: I'm such a fan favorite via animation, though it's it's
1: crazy. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would add though um, with Plagueis, um, like the book Plagueis. Um, the the one thing with Maul, because, of course, they described his, you know, and this is legend. You know, anyone watching, it's a Legends book. Don't take this as facts. Because um, he, he grows up and he's trained to be like a ruthless killing machine. But his one problem is that Sidious made him prideful, which they did not have to do. But it makes more. And that's also why Phantom Menace is higher on my list than it used to be. Is Because when Darth Maul gets whipped up by the first Jedi he comes across, it's like, yeah, that's because he thought he could take it, but he couldn't um but yeah it does go to show like they could have done so much more in the movie like he he did get done dirty
0: well and and that is a huge i mean that that's the the big problem with which by the way i i love the phantom menace far more than i probably should far more than most people do um pod racing is my jam i i played i'm gonna you know what, I'm going to replay that game on, on stream, um, Pod Racing, you know, uh, because cause I, I loved it so much. And, like, it's it's the only, like, I don't even know racing movies that will show all of the laps of the race. <laughs> this one showed all three laps without music until the tail end of the final lap. Uh, and that is some of the most hype crap i've ever seen it reminds me of initial d which is one of my favorite all time anime's uh, i used to play jedi power battles constantly that's people are like how come why do you love plo koon so much because of jedi power battles okay <laughs> 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 um so yeah it's 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 not fair because you know we had i had um, aj on uh, jedi Starkiller, um and he's the first person to truly say it this way of like yeah that movie is weird because there is no clear protagonist and antagonist i was like damn it did you just ruin this movie for a-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it because it it, introdu- it does introduce the good guy and the bad guy but not as the good guy or as the, the bad guy, which is which is weird. Um, I, I still love them. It's it's a weird story where you're just along this weird journey and this stuff is just happening to you and you're just like hanging in there. Uh, so I, I do. I do enjoy it. I don't find it to be slow. Uh, and. My my buddy Isaac, who's somewhere in here but not able to chat, but he says that uh, it's it's more it's relaxing, not slow. So that that is kind of how I feel about about it. I love that last that last fight. It's it's one of the best in the whole franchise. But again, fights should serve the story, and there's no story between the fighters. They don't even. This guy just showed up once before, and they're like, oh, no, uh, we have the could- red lightsaber. Get him. <laughs> and so so the analytical part of my brain is like, this doesn't make any sense because we aren't serving any portion of the story here. But then the kid and me is just like duh, 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 and then the second half lights up and you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, there's no reason that Obi Wan won the fight. It's that's super weird to me. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That whole scene is like he looks to his left, but he can't see the lightsaber from where he's at.
3: He just leaps up and
0: <laughs> and then Maul is just like standing there. And the angle he leaps up, he shouldn't land on the thing.
2: It's true.
0: (laughs) Like there's one leaps and he's
2: like, man, I hope there's something up there. It's going to (laughs) help. Didn't exactly
1: have the high ground, did he? No.
0: (laughs) That being said, I love this movie. Also, Ahmed Best is an amazing actor because we like, even if you hated Jar Jar, you hated Jar Jar. You had no thoughts to that. There's a person there with real feelings and emotions, and you, you know. So I'm I'm happy that he got some some justice. Um, you know, in, in the fact that he's back in the form of uh, like that kid's Star Wars show. That's like Legend of the Hidden Temple, but Star Wars, which is something I never knew I wanted, and I wish I could become a child again and be on it. Um, but yeah, I I really I I enjoy the movie. It's the prequels were, were weird. Uh, because of well because of a lot of reasons but (laughs) they're they're just fun and that's what on some level star wars needs to be is i know i'm the guy that's looking super deep into all this stuff but on some level it just needs to be fun we need to enjoy this ride you know um okay so beyond that we have uh next number four a new hope Uh, And we're going to go to Fallon first on it.
3: Okay, so this movie, I I get super nostalgic over this movie because this is the first movie that my dad has ever shown me. I remember like one of my first ever memories of just being alive was I was sitting on my parents' bed and my dad had the idea to show me Star Wars. And he had put it on and the opening crawl came down and he had gone to the bathroom for like two minutes. And I remember... Darth Vader came in and I was so freaked out. I was like three, I was so scared. I was like, this guy looks so cool. And I immediately knew how much I loved it. So obviously a lot of me putting A New Hope up so high has to do with nostalgia, but I it also introduces my favorite character in Luke Skywalker. His story makes me feel like you can come from anywhere and like be some, something and someone important. I think that Leia in this story, I'm 19. She was 19 and Carrie Fisher, like starting off the whole girl power thing and a woman being like such a huge part in the rebellion is like awesome for me to see like as a woman. Um, I think that Han is also an amazing character. Han's so funny in this movie and he's so clever. The lightsaber fight is slow, but I understand that because of, you know, when it was made. The parts in the desert with 3PO and R2 are kind of long. Um, I definitely think that Rogue One adds a lot to this movie and like a lot to its depth as to how, you know... um, And I thought that Obi-Wan's death was necessary. I don't know if other people think that, but I thought it was necessary. Um, And yeah, I think that Darth Vader was set up to be this like crazy evil guy and this super intimidating guy when he really, I don't think he had that much screen time in this movie. So yeah, that it was pretty crazy. And like, just like the way... They destroyed Alderaan, I think, was super cool for the time it was made. So I have a lot of positive things to say about this movie and not a lot of negatives. It's just not my favorite, but it's super, super close because I love this era. I love all the characters. All the original characters are like of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: No, I I, I love it, too, because like you said about Vader, they introduce him like, I love how each era of star Wars introduces a very clear and simple. This is a good guy. This is the bad guy. The good guy's dressed in all white. The bad guy's dressed in all black done. Right. And then as it continues, the, those waters start to get muddied and muddied and muddied. And that's kind of what makes it special. But yeah, I, I like how you bring that out because in, in the first film, he is just the, the bad guy and you end up, like finding out that there's a lot more to that that facade, um, geek theory.
1: When I was a kid, I mean, I love this movie. Growing up on it, uh, yeah, I watched it. I don't know, back to back, like VCR. You know, you put it in, you watch it, you rewind it, you watch it, you rewind it, you watch it. I I I loved it a lot. But I think as I, I've gotten older and we get more and more Star Wars, it it, it kind of moved lower on my list. Um, so right now it's, it's, it sits about a nine and I think that's only because every time I watch it, I fall asleep. I just can't help it. I like, I go full dad mode. I put it on and we get about halfway in and I'm just on the couch. And I don't know if it's because it's just so familiar to me that I know what's happening and I just like my brain shuts off. Um, because it's like, there's nothing like incredibly exciting about the film, but I do think that it really how do I put this? Uh, I, I will watch the whole the whole thing all the way through if I watch it. Rogue One right before it. Right. It just, like I said earlier, I could watch it as one big super movie. Um, but as a kid, I really resonated with Luke Skywalker a lot. You know, just being, you know, as a child, you know, you, you feel like you're trying to find your place in the world and you you really don't belong. Um, maybe you come from really like humble. Beginnings, or or maybe you don't, but uh, I mean Luke was a farmer, and I, I, I thought that was like just so cool. The farmer becomes the hero, the 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 guy with the blue lightsaber one day, right? And uh, Vader terrified me to my very core when I was a child, and I remember thinking like amongst him and like Hulk Hogan, I was like I got to be as big as those guys when I'm older because I they terrify me. <laughs> and uh, but all, all in all, I. I I will always love this movie just because it was – well, it was basically what brought me into into Star Wars and there's very little that I feel like they did wrong for the time. Like they weren't trying to overreach with the storytelling. They were – if you watch the movie as a standalone, it really holds up uh you can watch it by itself you don't need to dig into into the lore you don't have to overanalyze it it's it's very well done there's a reason why people loved it when it came out um and uh i (laughs) it yeah it wasn't until i was older that i started to really analyze it or compare it against other stuff uh in in the star wars uh universe so nope great movie um my kids have watched it lots of times. I've watched it lots. And uh, I, I would say it's a little higher on my list, but I have some other ones. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And, and uh, again, that's why I always like to point out, like, hey, these lists are what we like the most, right? Just because yeah. it's low doesn't mean that we don't like it. Just because it's not top three doesn't mean we hate it. Um, because I also have this kind of in the middle, and, and that's strictly because... This is baseline star Wars. this is this is where this is the ruler that we use to measure what is and isn't Star Wars, and therefore that that's 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 kind of where it is. But uh Tucker, what, uh, your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, I think a new hope is uh well, when I was little, like I didn't like it at all because yeah like it, it, it it's long it, it's it's boring in some parts. Um, but as I got older, I started to appreciate it more and more. I will say um, before like recently this wasn't in my top five um, until one day I had the idea to marathon the entire original trilogy and then that's when it became my favorite trilogy once I could really place the whole story in a in a single like linear thing like an open book it was amazing and I've loved a new hope ever since um, because a new hope is the ultimate space fantasy it, some people call Star Wars sci-fi I, I couldn't think they're more wrong it's definitely a fantasy and a new hope is the ultimate one it has you know the boy coming up from nothing it's got you open up on the tentative floor with these two robots talking to each other you're like okay cool there's robots and then it's like there's these guys and there's clear bad guys coming in and rushing in and pew 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 um and it, it's it's great and some stuff i really enjoy about a new hope is um you you get to see and that Although Luke's arc isn't complete by this movie in any means, and it, nor should it be, um, he starts out as a really whiny kid. You probably don't like him that much in the beginning. For your first time, he just you know he's trying to waste time with his friends at Tashi Station. He has an annoying voice. Uh, he's wrong about like everything, um, <laughs> and then by the end, that kid is a bit more grown up. Like he's watched his only family members die. And he he's met with Ben, a guy who's he's totally mystified by, and he wants to learn from. He wants to learn about his dad. Oh my God, he was a Jedi Knight. Um, and then, like Luke has to then watch that hope and that glimmer of the past that he doesn't know about. He has to watch it die in front of him in terms of mm-hmm. Ben being killed by Vader. Um, and then Luke has a totally appropriate reaction. No. Um, and then you know that kid's a bit more grown up. And then there's Han Solo. Um, he he's this. Crazy cool dude. You don't know if he's a good guy, but they're going with him. Um, he's he's he kills a man in the beginning, and he doesn't want to save Leia until there's a financial compensation. Um,
0: so His intro is really... him pointing to himself, going "Han Solo." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, like, it's a really cool cast of characters, and Princess Leia is literally the like the, the, the damsel in distress. But you go to, they go to save her, and she's taking the whole thing like she's yeah, taking she the whole thing head on rescue exactly like she takes over the whole operation it's the best um the only thing that i don't like about the movie um and it and i get reminded of this every time i watch it once they start going to the rebels and the death star and stuff the only thing i don't like about it is although the movie only runs on i think two and a half hours it feels like it's a five hour long movie it feels long and although i love every second of it man sometimes i want to pull out my phone and like wait until the cool part um I don't know why it feels that way. Probably because you think the story is over when Ben dies and they leave the Death Star, but it's not because they still have to destroy the Death Star. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't change it. Um, it just does feel long. And other than that, it's uh, when you get to my final four rankings, I will say, actually, my, the final four here is exactly as I had written them. Um, it really is just a mashup of, Like what minor details can you take away the like from the most from each movie? Because they could all be my favorite, um, especially with the New Hope. It's just that it's the only movie that I feel like is too long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those where like uh, it can change. It's it's ranking can change on a daily basis, which is which is totally cool. Um, I will say thank goodness that that George Lucas didn't do this by himself. George Lewis didn't do any of the original trilogy by himself, because if he did, we wouldn't have Star Wars. He there was going to be forty minutes of the droids wandering around in the desert. That's what he wanted. Forty minutes. He was so
2: bad at ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. So, <laughs> uh, so if you thought it was long in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. That, that being said, yeah, it's this is the solid movie this is this is Star Wars this is where it comes from this is the baseline and, and so when, when people ask you know why do I have it ranked so low it's like no it's not it's not as bad like this is what set up the world you know what I mean it's like uh it's it's like the quote you know if I see further it's only because I'm standing on the shoulder of giants it's not that a model T is is a bad car by today's standards, but that's because of the model T (laughs) we've been able to grow. And that's, that's how I feel about this, this movie. Um, and I mean, you guys hit all the, the great parts where this is, it is a, a fantasy. Like at this point in time, all of the space stuff is this futuristic, utopian, um, high technology, clean. This was dirty. It was lived in. Um, there was uh, hives of, of scum and villainry, and he, it was just different. It was just different all around, and it was a, a wonderful thing. Um, Han Solo, he, you had no idea where, where he stood, you know. Um, Princess Leia, you know Carrie Fisher, was just absolute perfect casting. Absolute like you couldn't, whew, like go. I don't know if anyone has read the book uh, Princess Diaries. Actually, Carrie Fisher has a couple books. But Carrie Fisher is real-life Hollywood royalty.
3: Yeah.
0: You know? And her being the princess is perfect because how we think a princess would act is not necessarily how a princess would act. (laughs) And she embodies that uh, just expertly. You know, Luke's journey through this where... He's a guy who, you know, again, going back to what I said, you know, some people are born great. That was Anakin. He was born great. Um, Luke is the one that did great things. He wasn't born great. He was just this, this farmer kid. Uh, but he has this capacity for greatness. And he's always willing to try for it. I don't know if it'll work, but I'll try for it. Uh, Red Leader couldn't make the shot. Someone who's vastly more experienced, better pilot, has more, has flown combat before, has flown in an X-wing before, uh, and I I think a lot. Of, one of the things that people miss is that Luke didn't make the shot on his own ability. Mm-hmm. He trusted in the Force, and that was the whole message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I it's it just it's it's so solid. It's just a great pick. Uh, they did chewy dirty uh, by not giving him a medal, so that's. That's my my big complaint, but...
2: You know, they also did Chewie Dirty by not giving him a character other than... One of my... I forgot to mention this. My only other complaint about all of the original trilogy movies, um, but mostly A New Hope, actually, is that Chewbacca doesn't really have a character. Like, the only character he has is telling um, Obi-Wan where Han Solo is in the canteen, and the rest of the time, he's a, you know, like, speak to me if you want someone to disagree with you or agree with you button, you know?
0: (laughs) It's, that's true. Although, uh, the line, get this walking carpet out of my way, is, is just is this is golden.
3: Yeah.
0: Alright, so, number three on our collective list, Revenge of the Sith. Um, and I'll start with uh, Geek Theory this time.
1: Uh, this is my number two. This is my number two. I love this movie. I love what it does and what it represents, honestly. Anakin, you know, some people didn't like Anakin at all in the prequels. I think this is where he shines. Um, I've always said to like my friends that Anakin is the perfect example of what happens if you take any one of us and try to make us a Jedi. We all think it would be really cool, but I don't think we're all disciplined enough to, to actually like give in to what the Jedi demand from us. Um, and at the same time, it was, it was just, you know, you, he's so relatable. Like we all have been there, you know. You, you you're so stubborn, and you want you make a decision, and it was the wrong one, and now you have to live with the consequences of that decision for the rest of your life, or you have to live in the 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 view of what people see you as because of the choices that you made, including the people that you love and care about. Um, and, and and without a doubt, like I think of like being a dad and it's like, OK, well, if I had to like feed my kids and push him to shove, you know, would I steal cheese and bread to make it happen? Like by all means necessary, would I do everything I can to to give them everything that they need? Well, that was Anakin. He did everything that he believed that he needed to do. The only thing he needed to do in that whole movie that he doesn't do is trust in the force, period. Like if he would have just left things well enough alone, it probably wouldn't have been so bad. Like, you know, it it really like I'm going to say, you know, he was he was done in for a long time before this movie takes place. But, you know, he has a bad dream and all of a sudden it's I got I got to fix this and I got to do that. And, you know, lots of Jedi have bad dreams, yo. Like <laughs> you're not the only one to have visions, my friend.
0: <laughs> always in the future, the the motion, always in motion. The future is yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so, but but it's still it's it speaks to me in such a way that I, I really resonated with the film. I, yeah, I went and saw it in theaters. Um, saw it a couple times in theaters, and I just I loved watching. <laughs> I I said it a while ago. I love the slow burn. You know, <laughs> you're it's it's not a. It's not a one-minute he's this good guy, this very honorable dude, He's and then all of a sudden he's a bad guy. It's There's very specific progression that you're witnessing right from when he's nine years old to now that's been just kind of going on. And you're only getting glimpses of it until this movie, and it's like, okay – I think that's also one of the reasons why I never really understood him, like his and Padme's relationship. It's so self-serving to him, you know. Um, the only reason he wants to save her is because he, does, he he doesn't want to live without her. You know, what what is he doing for her? <laughs> it's a, it's a really weird relationship. But I, I, outside of Anakin, I love. I love pretty much every shot in this movie. I love the fight scene at the very end. I mean, it's one of the most, it it is the most emotional fight uh, in all of Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned, Uh, watching Ewan McGregor does a fantastic job just portraying what, what Obi-Wan is feeling without necessarily saying what he's feeling, just the pain in his voice. I mean, we've all lost somebody that we, we deeply care about, but to stand right in front like to have them stand right in front of you and watch them just become something that you you just can't you just don't want to see happen and it's uh, it's just so good it's a great movie (laughs) um plus it it sets us up for for the rest of the series right so if you're an original trilogy fan it sets you up for what you're going to see come those films and uh I think one of the things that I love about Anakin specifically in this movie is that Darth Vader is this monster dude. When you watch the OT, like you're like, okay, he's a big bad monster. I would not want to be locked in a hallway with him. Period. Um, Anakin in this movie really humanizes him, so you can kind of see like everything he's doing. The moment that uh, that Mace Windu dies. You can and he he kneels before Palpatine and he, he dubs him Darth Vader. You can see in in, in, in his eyes, like, what did I do? I, I'm in so deep now and I can't turn back. So I have to I just have to do this. Otherwise he's gonna kill me right now. Like that's what's gonna happen here. And um, I really like that they explore further in it or further into it with the comics, but no, great movie love anakin in this movie love obi-wan in this movie uh i wish i wish we would have had a little bit more than uh, padme dying of sadness because padme padme is like my favorite uh female character she's one of my favorite characters in in the entire franchise i wish we would have had a little bit more of her in the ot but i, I understand that's all in the writing but uh yeah great movie i love it very
2: much
0: yeah <laughs> sorry So here uh and your thoughts on it uh tucker
2: um i mean gosh there there is so much good to say about revenge of the sith for a very very long time until very recently it was my number one uncontested um the only reason it's not number one is just because i enjoy him whatever my favorite my number one is more um i won't spoil it because i already said that it matches um but but, uh, anyways um revenge of the sith is i i want to say it's the anakin movie but in truth it's everybody's movie Maybe not Kit Fisto. Um, he gets sliced pretty fast. Um, but God, there's so much good. I love the beginning. It's so full of action. Anakin's a fully realized Jedi Knight. He's extremely like cocky, but he backs it up. Um, but we get to see him make like he, you know you see Obi Wan's trust and his confidence in Anakin. You see Anakin make a mistake, um, in killing Count Dooku, and that sets the tone for the rest. Because although it wasn't very a very costly mistake. He regretted it immediately after. He knew what he was doing is wrong, but exactly like geek theory said, like Anakin was doomed from the beginning. Um, and we get to see, like from Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, we've noticed how the Jedi are structured, um, and we get to see that start to topple in on itself. Because although, um, like although Palpatine was the main force for driving Anakin to the dark side, in um, you know in his manipulation and everything, it's also the Jedi teachings completely failing. Um, and the in the one moment. When Anakin gets to choose to you know either defend Palpatine or to face defend Mace Windu, the one moment where he really gets to choose, make his own decision, he does what the Jedi would have wanted him to do in the past and he wants Palpatine to have a fair trial. But when Mace Windu in that moment finally realizes their mistakes where he needs to just kill Palpatine right now, um, they can't like do this, you know trial of law and everything that they've been doing in the past. Like when Mace Windu finally realizes his mistake, Anakin finally goes back to what he was meant to be doing, according to the Council. And I think that is one of the most beautiful parts of the movie, um, because it—that is the part where, if there was any going back, it didn't exist after that moment. Um, and Obi Wan goes through so much in this movie. Um, Anakin, obviously, like he's a brother to him. He loves Anakin, and he has to watch him and slice him up um, by his own hand. There's. There's nothing I could say bad about this movie. And it makes me consider maybe I should have put it at number one. Um, just the only <laughs> thing is that I just enjoy my number one a little bit more. But God, there's so much to say about Revenge of the Sith. I love it. There's truly, it's a true spectacle of Star Wars for me.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And I, I love how um, uh, Core Gamer Skills, you know, talks about, um, or I'm sorry, this is a Star Wars scholar talks about how Ian McDermott, McDermott and you uh, and Greg McGregor absolutely aced their performances. I will add a little caveat uh, that Ian McDermott could have done a little bit better while fighting because some of his left uh, yeah. like his <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know that some parts of it are CGI. Like if you'll pause it, like his like face is so much clearer than like
0: the rest of his body (laughs) (laughs) it is pretty awkward yeah there's there's some some awesome parts to it but yeah your thoughts on uh on the movie fallon
3: so pretty much you guys pretty much said everything that i've been thinking like this movie it's my second favorite but like there's so much good and little if not if any bad to me. This was my favorite movie growing up until recently. So like, this is my childhood. I think to go on what you said before, like we see Darth Vader as a human. I feel like we see this movie through everyone's eyes, through everyone's perspective. So like we're experiencing Anakin being manipulated by Palpatine in this movie with him. We're experiencing Anakin's fall through Obi-Wan which makes Obi-Wan telling Luke about Anakin in A New Hope a lot more emotional. I think that Anakin becoming Darth Vader and after he pledges himself to Sidious in that scene, I think that there are so many cool parallels between that and Luke's Mandalorian scene. I think it shows how similar they were. This movie shows how blinded by emotions Anakin was and how that was his downfall. And you can tell in the beginning, like I said before, in the first movie, we saw how afraid he was to lose his mom. Then he got angry and all it all led up to him becoming Darth Vader. And then he was terrified to lose Padme. And it was the same thing again. He was angry at Mace Windu, he was angry at the council. He just had so many emotions that he never stopped to really think, hey, maybe I can fix this in a different way but I feel like there really wasn't like I feel like he felt that there wasn't anyone he could have gone to for help because his marriage with Padme wasn't legal you know so who was supposed to help him other than Palpatine who he viewed as a father figure at that point he says to Obi-Wan I can't betray him. I don't want to spy on him. He's like my father. He's mentored me and you're expecting me to betray him. So I just think that the whole thing building up between him and Palpatine and just seeing the way he was manipulated and then seeing the way Palpatine took Anakin in after Dooku, you see that again in Return of the Jedi When he's like, I don't want you anymore, Darth Vader. Like, I want Luke. Like, it's just so ironic how how Patoon just plays like puppet master with these people. And Anakin is too naive and cocky to realize what he's actually getting himself into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, so this this is a movie that, oddly enough, makes me really like. Kylo Ren because it's a similar journey but the it's it's taking the the left turn instead of the right turn at the end it's the uh oh well the emperor i can overthrow him you know it's that scene but like what what would happen on the other side um but i i also love it cuz like man anakin started out so pure and so like he he's a slave and he's willing to not only put his Podrace that he spent his hard time spare time and money into building um, yeah he's willing to toss to uh, get to lose that ship to risk his life and to give them all of the winnings and we see him slowly get more and more selfish and also i invite you guys to re-watch the movie but look at his conversations with padme as bookends to his slow descent and it's yeah it's it's crazy because his descent is not rapid at all in this film not to mention if you read the that the matthew stover novelization it's incredible and it makes this movie like 10 times better highly recommend it's one of the best books i've ever read hard stop um yeah, no, I, I love, I just love watching this, this journey uh, and the fight at the end. Yes, there are times where the fight gets to be a bit much when they're swinging on ropes and stuff. And I'm like, uh, all right, this <laughs> is kind of crazy. But for for the most part, uh, and, and my, so my brain is just naturally super nitpicky. Mm-hmm. So I I watch and I notice suddenly... Palpatine has Anakin's hilt while he's fighting Mace Windu and it irritates me. Um or there's like weird What? I've never noticed that. Oh yeah, at the beginning yeah, at the beginning of the fight between Palpatine and Mace Windu, he's holding Anakin's lightsaber hilt, but it has the red blade. Whoops. And I'm always I'm like, huh. That's oh. super weird. But again, that's just like I, I notice all of this stuff. It's not relevant to the movie. So it doesn't matter. Like I I don't know if that day in costume they just grabbed lightsabers and just went for it. Or or maybe that wasn't (laughs) maybe that wasn't intended to be the take that they would use. Um but then they ended up deciding to use it. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities. But yeah, all all in all, this one is a fantastic movie. Um there's not much much more to say than that. It is my number four, and not because I don't love it, but I I just I just love other things more. (laughs) Exactly. Um, 66 is
3: fantastic. I feel like none of us really touched on that. But like I was so like just like wowed when I saw that just the way they turned on them and just killed everyone. Like, that's a really powerful scene. And that's, I think, one of the best scenes in the whole saga with the music and everything. Mm -hmm. It just shows how powerful Palpatine really was, because like like we had known that he was super powerful. But now we really learned that he was, in fact, behind everything.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. his his Mm -hmm. plots, his his hooks were in so deep. And that's when, you know, that's why Mace Windu is willing to bite the bullet. Like, if Mace Windu had killed Palpatine, he probably would have been executed or put in prison for the rest of his life. Um, And so that's why, like, this movie is, is so much deeper than the others of the prequels because there's a lot of extra stuff involved. It's never, it's not covered at all. In the film, but as you're watching it, you you you're just watching this whole thing unravel, and you're watching it crumble. Like you're watching tragedy. Yeah. the The questions of what what is the right course of action and what is the good course of action are two very different things, and I find that fascinating and very difficult to portray on screen. But they they did it extremely well. Uh, It's hard to display that without being in a book where you can hear what someone's thoughts are. You have to just portray that through your facial expressions on screen. And I think they killed it. Um, our, our number two film was Return of the Jedi. Uh, this was my number one for a very long time. It has slipped since then, but yeah, Return of the Jedi is just, is just aces all around. Uh, the Geek Theory, your thoughts?
1: Return of the Jedi. uh uh, it's my number four it, it used to be in my top three when i was a kid growing up um but yeah this is this is where we get to see you know mature luke scott walker uh it really refined or at least what he believes is really refined i sometimes I, I chuckle a little bit because he he like takes himself very seriously the way he carries himself and and speaks and i'm just like i don't know i don't know if i buy it yet you know when he goes when he confronts java you're like, and he, <laughs> just like i don't know i don't know Um, you were just screaming in the last movie at the end, (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but it's really cool because we get a different Luke Skywalker in every single one of those films. And so it's really cool to see him kind of flourish based off of his training. Uh, you can see that he trusts in the force a lot more. Um, I love the Sarlacc pit. Like that's like such a cool scene when you get Boba Fett, you get Han Solo, um, everybody's got their their part in in that fight and I think it's really cool um and I love I loved the ending as a as a kid uh you know watching watching Darth Vader you know he takes off his his helmet after saving his son and you know I just want to like he wants to look at his kid before he dies and uh without the knowledge of the prequels or anything that comes after he just it's kind of like a really touching moment as a kid, you know, um, I just I loved it. I loved I enjoyed the Ewoks when I was a kid. My my mom liked them. I don't really care for them too much now. I could live without them. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, the whole film is just I would say it's one of the smoothest from start to finish to watch all the way through. It's, it's fun. It, I don't feel like there's really a slow pace to it at all. It's, it's action scene after action. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and yeah, Darth Vader and uh, yeah, Darth Vader, Luke and, uh, and the emperor at the end is one of the coolest uh, finishes to any of the Star Wars films that, that we've ever seen. So the, Fantastic, fantastic movie.
0: Yeah, a uh, core gamer skills in the chat mentions how like it is um, the end of the hero's journey, like it's the the return with the elixir for both Luke and Anakin in the same film, which is uh, very unique. It's not something you see on, on a regular basis. Um, also, okay, so this is something I I, I do maintain is that. Um, The Ewoks have this burden of what you needed to portray the Ewoks. So to me, when I watch it, like if you watch it as like a filmmaker, yes, these are little people in costumes. But a bear that size is strong as hell. (laughs) Way stronger than like a, a human would be. And if that bear use a spear and set traps you are screwed imagine g- going in the woods and a bear that's way stronger than you is has enough sentience and opposable thumbs like you it's it's game over <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean that's why that's why the ewoks get a pass from me but uh your thoughts on it tucker
2: um yeah i mean Return of the jedi used to be my least favorite of the original trilogy because actually because of the ewoks i felt that it dragged a little bit I felt that it took the pace out of the movie, um, but they don't—they just don't bother me anymore, simply. Um, but the reason why this is my second favorite is probably just because I'm a Luke simp, um, because I adore Luke's arc from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi. Um, in A New Hope, he doesn't even use a lightsaber against anybody, and he, he watches people die. And Empire Strikes Back, he decides to finally try and do something about it, although he fails again. Um, but he tries so hard. Um, and then we we know in Return of the Jedi, I don't remember if they say it or if I just know it because I've seen the movie but we know that he's been gone for a while he went back to train on Dagobah, he promised that he would at the end of Empire um, and he comes back with a new hairdo He he's force gripping um, like it's no big deal, he's got no Chanel boots out. exactly, <laughs> he's got the Chanel boots and he comes out and he talks different too and he's like greetings exalted ones ah, blah 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 and he coolest thing in the entire world he exudes confidence and power um and for that alone going from like someone who again wants to waste time at tashi station with his friends on tatooine um who wants to go to the imperial academy to a fully realized jedi knight like this is what a jedi knight was and is and should be it's obvious power confidence he tells java like this is your last chance java he says it like twice actually i think or we will have to kill you um, or like, or you will die or something like that. And it, it is amazing. And I do feel like every other character in this movie, Lando, Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca, well, if Chewbacca had a character, um, all of them are just this beautiful rainbow of storytelling. It, it gets, it gets me. It's so hard. I love this movie. Um, and it, it, when Luke is on the second death star, which I will say one thing to take a, that a points taken away from the movie Um, it doesn't bother me, but I have to address it, is that the idea of just there being another Death Star, while realistically it makes sense that they'd be building multiple of the thing, um, it's a little lazy. Back then, they could have done something different, but in terms of real world, like realism, it makes sense that they'd have two of the thing um, because it was so powerful. Um, But when they're on the second Death Star, and again, this is all about Luke for me, um, and Luke is having the biggest struggle he's ever had because he, you can see in his movements, like, and he's trying to strike down Vader. He's not exactly. And, and I should also mention the conversation that takes place right before when he's talking to Vader, he's like, you were once Anakin Skywalker. You have only forgotten and stuff like that. And it's like, that name has no meaning
0: down. for me anymore. Yes.
2: <laughs> um God, I love that scene because it's, it's Darth Vader also completing his arc, just like he said. um And he's, it, you see doubt in Vader. And although we literally can't see his face, um, he, he he's not as witty, he's not as quick. And he's like, he's not exactly saying he's going to have to defeat Luke, but he's like, please, like let it be this way. Um, and then Luke goes up and he's still determined to save Vader, but for a second there, he lets it slip and he's trying to kill Vader. He does drop off his hand. And it's only when Palpatine reminds him of the situation he's in that Luke is like, no, I won't do it. I will not turn. Um, and gosh, it, it's very, it's a very beautiful movie. And the only reason that it does not Trump empire for me is because of the Ewoks, because I do get a, they're less entertaining to me <laughs> than every other part. That's the only reason it's a beautiful movie.
1: Hey Chaco, I'm going to step away for just one second. I have to take a phone call.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I, I keep popping off. So you, you're all good. <laughs> um, uh, your thoughts on it, Fallon?
3: So, Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. And it's probably the movie that I watch and re-watch the most often. It always has been since I was pretty much in high school. And I had just realized that it was my favorite. I, too, am a very large Luke Skywalker stan. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker in this movie is my Luke. And it is, I believe, his truest form and my my favorite version of him and just seeing the development that he had among the three movies is crazy. He comes into Jabba's palace wearing all black, hood up. He's, he's choking them out when he walks in. Like Luke on Tatooine before, he wasn't like this, you know? This whole movie, I feel like it's sort of like overlooked, but he's fighting the dark too. Like, he's, he's like, like, there's a shot when Vader and Luke are fighting, and, like, Luke goes to hide, and Vader starts talking about Leia, and he's like, okay, well, if you don't turn, then your sister will. And half his face is blue, and the other half is red. And that shot is insane, because it shows how he, all he really wants is his family, but, like, he's so like, good. Like, he's so, like, naturally optimistic and a good person. And this movie also, like, just keeps developing Han. Lando becomes a likable character in this movie. Like, Lando betrayed them in Empire, and Lando became my favorite character, like, like one of my favorite characters in Return of the Jedi. And we learn that Leia and Luke are siblings, and that moment between them is like insane and when Yoda says no there's another and Luke's just like hold on Leia and then Leia's like I always knew and it like like I feel like it just shows us so many things about the force that we didn't know before like how did Leia know like how did Leia how could she tell and the fight between Luke and Vader at the end is my favorite lightsaber fight I love the whole Anakin coming back to save his son thing truly redeems him, and it really shows that all he wanted to do was keep his family safe, and he loved his family, and he was just so clouded by judgment and emotions and manipulation that once Palpatine was gone, and once he realized that there was someone else that was there for him other than Palpatine, that maybe he made the wrong choice, Because I think that when Luke confronted him in that tunnel before, like when he had surrendered himself and he said that my father is truly dead. I think at that point, Anakin was like, wow. Like that's my son telling me this right here. Like this is Padme talking to me right now. And I think he saw a lot of Padme in Luke throughout this film. Because all he ever said is, there's good in you, there's good in you. And that's what Padme was saying to him on Mustafar. This isn't you, you know? So I think that it's an amazing end and wrap up to Anakin's story. And just the final scene with Luke lighting it on fire and then seeing them, seeing them at the end, it's like one of my favorite scenes, if not my favorite
0: in all of Star Wars. It's It's one of those things that's like, cumulative as well because it's amazing seeing you know that that scene where it's it's vader and he's on the pyre but um when you watch the phantom menace and you see that that's how how qui-gon was it makes that even more impactful because he gave him a true jedi funeral uh, because you know return of the jedi the jedi that returned was was anakin and God there's there's so much I, I love about this movie like you guys were just really just just nailing it. There's the, the only thing I can really fault kind of is in the original trilogy all of the character all the development of the characters happens off screen. Yeah. Um in yeah. each of these films when Luke comes he is a different person. And we see the catalyst for change, but we don't see the change. He just comes back in the next one, and he's he's a different person as well. But, um, you know, what you were expanding on with, uh, with Vader, and especially, I don't know if you guys follow Vi- Victoria Vader or V Vader on, um, on TikTok. She's amazing, and her Vader content is just literally the best thing in the world. But, yeah, when she talks about it... Um, Anakin just wants all, all of them, all of like the, all these characters just want their family. All I want is my family back. That's why I'm here. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. And that's, yeah. You know, Luke is doing this for his father. Uh, Anakin comes back for 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 his for his son. Um, Ray is doing this because she just wants family. She just wants people around her, and finds out. Yeah, your family are garbage people. And she's like, Uh well then I have a different family now. Um, yeah. I get to choose my family because what I have is trash. Uh, and all of these messages are just like I don't know, they're just they're just tied up uh so so beautifully and I, I, love it. I yeah. I love that Vader like one of one of my favorite details about
2: Vader is and although it's like it's kind of obvious, it is that Vader he had like he had his mom that went away. He had Padme, that went away. We know, uh, they didn't know us back then, but we know he had Ahsoka and that went away. Mm-hmm. And especially with season seven, that's even more heartbreaking. Um, he had Obi-Wan and that went away. Um, although he didn't, he was killed by Anakin's hand. Um, he probably would have desired a different ending with Obi-Wan. And then finally, out of nowhere, like he learns, I mean, it wasn't in Return of the Jedi, but he learns that Luke Skywalker is his son. And in that final conversation, he sees like, like this is everyone I've ever loved in one person. Yeah. And that is what is required to make him change. Like the evil, like overlord of the dark side. Like all he wanted was like the love of family back in his life. And that I think is like one of the yeah, plus, coolest parts. It's so-
3: Plus him at the end of Return of the Jedi when like Luke takes off his mask and he says, tell your sister that you were right about me. It's like, that's when you can tell he really cared he really like regretted everything that he did and like he felt bad and he was so sorry. And you can tell in his face. And like, when Luke starts crying, it's like your father was such a bad man to the people that you loved and to you at times, but you look past that because like that's your father and they both like let their differences aside for that last moment. And it's so like touching.
0: Yeah. It 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 also makes me think of the the short story in From a Certain Point of View, Empire Strikes Back, where it talks about um, as as a child, Anakin like he left his mom and he went with Qui Gon, and then Qui Gon died, and then he's left with Obi Wan, this new guy. He wasn't Obi Wan wasn't around when he left, and so uh, Obi Wan talks about how he'd wake up in the middle of the night and Anakin would be asleep at the foot of his bed because he was afraid that he'd wake up and Obi-Wan would be gone too. And you're like, oh, don't do that to me, Obi-Wan. Like, come on. (laughs) Um, all right, so, final movie, and I, I, I'm this conversation has been awesome. I apologize, I know you guys have stuff to get to. Um, (laughs) final movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Surprise, surprise, it was our collective number one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's jump into our, our thoughts about that, and now we're going to come to uh, Geek Theory first.
1: Oh man, this has been my favorite movie since I was like, well, since I saw it, basically. Um, this movie changes everything. Like, everything. And if you watch the prequels, you just get more context. If you read a comic book, you just get more context. If you watch everything that takes place after this movie, you just it just makes it even better. But... Quite literally, everything changes in this movie. Now, when I first watched it as a kid, I remember, you know, you don't see you don't see the I am your father. You know, you don't see that coming, period. Like when I was a kid, did not. And I just remember being like, no, that's awful. Why would they do that? Like make the bad guy the his daddy. OK, this is going to be interesting. But it's. Knowing what I know now in the prequels, it gives so much, like, further depth to the character of Darth Vader. Because in my mind, when I watch Return of the Jedi, you see see Anakin kind of come back, right, at the very end. And that's really the only, like, pull to the light that you really get from Vader until I started, like, watching – like, I re-examined Empire – of course, he wants his son to be with them. Anakin is driven on emotions and all sorts of relationships throughout his entire life, so it makes perfect sense that hey, there's my son. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna. I, I want. I need something. I need him because that's just Anakin. That's that's in his nature. He wants. He wants to take care of the people that. That he loves, that, like his family, and he wasn't able to do that before. So, um, and we know now that we know that Darth Vader, uh, through various different points in his uh, his transformation, has moments where he does feel a pull to the light. I mean, even when he, you could go to the comic books and you look and you see when he gets his uh, his kyber uh, and he decides he's going to bleed it. He has a moment where he has a vision of. Okay, what if I go back and I kill Palpatine? And then he just gets rage, angry and, and bleeds it anyways, right? So you you get all these really cool things in an empire and that's where you, you really, I don't know, I saw Darth Vader in a completely different light with all that context because you can see that he's already being pulled to the light by asking his son to be by his side so they could basically take over and kill uh, the Emperor. Um, it might not be the perfect light side story, but in his eyes, that's what that's what it is. Right. The rest of the film, though, is just nonstop awesome to me. You know, I go back to the very beginning when we're on Hoth. Hoth is epic. I wanted to be in one of those like I wanted to be a part of that scene when I was a kid. I would reenact it out in the snow with my friends. We had so much fun. And uh, and then you get um Whatchamacallit. Uh, the 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 Han solo and, and Leia scenes in the little like the hallways yeah, the tunnel, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just it's just cute and and I, I just loved Leia's character and in a lot of ways she's just like her mother, you know? And in, I felt like in Empire you really get to see that. They do a really good job of of kinda of carrying over those two characters, even though those movies are completely like they were written in completely different times, right? So there was no thought of Padme while they're while Carrie Fisher is acting out uh, a Leia. So it was it was really great. Um, you know, we get we get the end scene. Obviously, everyone talks about you know Luke losing his hand, but we also get to see just how powerful Leia and Luke's connection is. Um, through the force and that wasn't something I, I really expected at all. And I always thought it was really cool because they, they further examine that as you get into the sequels and, uh, all in all this movie is, I think it will always be my favorite. It just stands out as like, it's, it stood the test of time as a great star Wars film, a great fantasy film. Um, the acting is, is great. I love, I love every scene with Yoda because <laughs> he's not—he's not the Yoda we're used to in the prequels. We get this quirky little, you know, frog dude, and I—I I, I don't know, Dagobah is like home to me because mm-hmm. it, it, it's like—it's like that slice of—it's like that slice of cheesecake that you just. You know, you just want, you just want it. It's so good. It's, I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I love, I love Empire so much. It's just, it's great. I love watching Luke struggle with his, his own emotions, his own inner battle as, as he's trying to learn the force. I mean, clearly he, he doesn't have the patience with his training and he's frustrated and he just wants results. He wants the, he wants the fast and easy solution to everything. And, and just like his father, he makes a choice and he has to live with the consequences of that decision. And you see that at the end of the film and, and it's, you know, we, we say it all the time, Star Wars mirrors itself. And I, th- that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. This They did such an amazing job telling the story of, of not only Anakin in these movies, but also you focus on Luke and Han. and. And Leia, and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just good. As you can see, I'm just like, I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> like, like, there's, I can't think of things that I don't like about it because it was just, it was just good. I mean, it's the movie that helped bring us the song Seagulls for crying out loud. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I told, I, God, I, I love I love Empire so much. Until last week, it was it was my number one pick, and like there's so many like little nuggets that go into it. And I'm always curious about when I one of my first questions is how people got into Star Wars because I'm curious on these different views because that this was my introduction to Yoda as this super weird little like crazy <laughs> swamp frog dude, and I still <laughs> laugh hysterically every time I see him like you know, try to eat his food. It's like, "Ah, how do you get so big eating food of this kind? And like, I still laugh hysterically at that whole part. I never saw him like seeing him in the prequels where he's like calm and collected. Like he actually is was jarring to me. And I'm curious how it's like to people who started out with this other vision of him. Uh, But yeah, uh, Tucker, your thoughts. Uh, Empire is,
2: it's, it, it's truly. I said, "A New Hope" is the ultimate fantasy movie. Empire is truly the ultimate fantasy sequel, and it just outdoes "A New Hope" in every single way. You, the movie starts. We're on a new planet. Luke is clearly older. He he's talking a bit more sophisticated. He's doing his own thing. He's going out to find this probe droid or whatever it was. I don't remember if that was an actual asteroid at that point. Um, I don't know why I'm forgetting that, but um, <laughs> you know, and then. He he. Uh, we see him use a lightsaber for the first time, and he he force pulls it to him. Um, he is the guy with the lightsaber now. Before, he had a lightsaber, but he didn't use it, but Ben did, and now he's the one. He has taken that position, so we can only go higher than that from this point. Um, and obviously, we've got Han Solo. He's just some smuggler, and although he did come back to help at the Death Star, he's trying to get out of it now. He still has that price on his head from Jabba, um, and he's trying to leave, but he's not trying to leave without a goodbye kiss. And that is like one of the most like the coolest things. Like he's just a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and Leia, of course, you know, um, you know, I, I will say looking back, you know, he on Solo is not a, exactly a good person, I will say. He he's definitely trying to pressure Leia into giving him a kiss when she clearly, clearly is not interested. But she gets there, she gets interested. Maybe she was at that point. I'm not to say for sure. I'm not Leia. Um and then Luke goes to Dagobah. And, of course, we meet the little ketamine frog himself, Yoda. Um, and uh, Yoda is my second favorite character. And everybody thinks I'm talking about the prequels, Yoda, but I'm not. My favorite Yoda is Empire Yoda because, man, is he fun. And he's, like, the most unexpected, wise person. And Luke has to learn from this guy. And, again, like, he's clearly not ready, but he wants to be ready. He is trying. He and Yoda knows all the answers, but he doesn't really believe in Luke. Um, he tests them by being a weird, crazy monkey frog in the beginning. And he's like poking R2, um, to test Luke's patience and stuff. And in the end, he's seen like, you see him as most wise person. Like, um, he talks to Obi-Wan, like they're very old friends. Like he was there the whole time. Um, and there's nothing about that. I will stop enjoying. And then Luke Han, Chewbacca and Lando are all like such an enjoyable set of characters together. And although the first couple times I watched Empire, I didn't like Lando because, again, like, hey, you betrayed the people I enjoy watching. Um, you know, Lando, he's also just a guy trying to make his way. He's trying to run up on the next scam. But he's a good guy. Um, he he tells him. He was like, Han, I didn't mean to. Like, they got here before you. Um, and also him calling him Han is, like, the funniest thing. Like, it's such... every <laughs> Every character is just so full of character it's true like like i said with return of the Jedi, it's a rainbow of storytelling um and that spin is beautiful uh everyone being there and then all of a sudden darth vader is there it's terrifying it's truly terrifying they really hit the nail right on the head with the aura and the mood um and then luke is like i have to go like i have to go save him. and he doesn't trust the wisdom of ben and yoda but then like who knows what would happen if he didn't go but he really, like, it shows he wasn't ready. Although he's come so far, there's still more to be achieved. And it's very clear. And it shows Luke that, like, you never should have tried to mess with Vader because Vader was really, you can see Vader using one hand to fight him most of the time. He was playing with him. It, it was child's play. Um, and yeah, the Luke and Vader scene, he wants him to join him. He wants Luke to join him. And then, and then Luke jumps off and Vader's like, uh, what the freak? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could exit that way. Um,
0: <laughs> His reaction—he's just like, just
2: <laughs> he's like just, after, just, are you kidding me? <laughs> he looks at the camera yeah. like he's on the office. Yeah. Um, he,
1: he was the mic drop, like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, no. it, it, oh. I will never not enjoy a good sit through of Empire. There, there's, it's the coolest. It's just, <laughs> it's the, the epitome of a cool movie, and it's really
1: the best. When you mention Yoda knowing so much when he meets him on Dagobah, you know, I get I get asked all the time, like, don't you think it's crazy that he didn't mention like Ezra or Kanan or Ahsoka or any of these things? And I'm like, well, obviously, you know, we can't go back and change that. But what good would it like? What good comes from that? Why would he? Why? How does that how does that serve Luke in any way? Like Luke's there to specifically be trained for himself. Um, and, and Yoda's even reluctant to do that. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to, he's already done this with another Skywalker, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and when, when, let's be real, when Luke shows up, he, he portrays a lot of very similar red flag traits that Anakin had when, when Yoda was very dismissive of, I don't know if we should be doing this. So of course he's reluctant. Why would he be like, yeah, there's other people out here you should go and hang out with and, You know what they're going to solve all your problems no this wasn't this was not like an Ezra or an Ahsoka thing to fix this was Ahsoka had her chance to try to pull him back to the light she failed you know and we don't know what's happening with Ezra (laughs) so you know it it made perfect sense to me that why would he? He, he just keep that stuff to himself and and rightfully so
0: yeah I I, absolutely and, and also while you're talking I, I can't help but think about how um how the plan to rescue han in return of the jedi was a terrible plan like it, there's so many random bits and contingencies uh-huh. but to me that's the point again in in a new hope he doesn't destroy the death star with his own ability with his own power he it's the force an empire He doesn't trust in the Force. He tries to do it on his own power. And what does he get? He gets nothing. The only time he got saved was using the Force. And so when he walks in in Return of the Jedi, he has no idea what he's doing. But he's trusting the guidance of the Force. And that's why they were successful in the end with, again, an awful plan. It's just a horror. (laughs) We're we're just all going to get caught. And we're going to all be (laughs) executed. (laughs) It's gonna be great. Trust me. Send my droids in first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna make sure they get captured too. Uh, but but uh, Fallon, your your thoughts hit by strikes back.
3: You guys pretty much like hit everything. Just a few things like Yoda. Like what I think is like so cool. About Yoda and empires, that like we had no idea who or what Yoda was, just like Luke. So like when Luke shows up there and Yoda like is there, he's like, "I'm looking for a Jedi Master." Like he doesn't know that this little green frog thing is this huge big shot Jedi Master. And I think that that that's so cool because it shows that like anyone could have been a Jedi, but what did he know? He didn't really know anything about Jedi. I think that him training on Dagobah, like you guys said, he showed a lot of Anakin, and him leaving to go save his friends on Cloud City is a lot like Anakin leaving Tatooine to go help Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones, even though he wasn't supposed to. He was going against what he was supposed to do, but all he wanted to do was save his friends. So I think that this movie, like, you said shows a lot, a lot of the red flags about how similar Luke and Anakin were and just the way that it explored the relationship between Han and Leia more, because I think that their relationship is super important leading into the sequels with Kylo and all that stuff. And like with Lando, just trying to get along and then Darth Vader showing up there in the dining room. And he's like, sorry, man. Like they got here right before you. I'm just trying to get along. It just shows that like, the empire was everywhere, you know, like,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: by the way, it was this <clears throat> heat thing and I don't know. And the fight between Luke and Vader is so, um, I love that fight. It, that's one of my favorites and just the look on his face like like when vader asks luke to join him so they can overthrow the emperor it's the exact same as him telling padme i can overthrow the emperor like it's the same thing he just wants to be with his family and like little parts of anakin are shown throughout darth vader But you don't realize that until you watch the prequels and you watch Return of the Jedi and you rewatch them. And just the look that he gives when Luke falls. I love it. I I love that. Yeah. yeah. He's really like, wow, like I don't have anyone except for the Emperor. Like nobody wants to be with me.
0: Anakin just? is so no. extra as a person that, that the reaction is, it's akin to the the first movie where he, like, throws the cape as he, like, walks off. Like, oh, God, <laughs> man. Well, he's
3: he's always been very dramatic. We, we saw that. Oh, yeah. In Rogue One, if...
0: he turned off his chest plate so that he could have a more dramatic entrance. True. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, Geek. Oh, I was just going to say, can uh, can I just say how bad I feel for Yoda in all of all, like in all of this, because not only does he go into exile, like, because he's like, you know, he needs to rethink his like pretty much everything. And I'm sure he felt a lot of, a lot of guilt for what happened, especially after Order 66. Um, but it seems like at every turn, some, some, jedi guys trying to reach out to him whether it's in rebels or it's in the you know the ot trilogy and he just kind of has to like mitigate everything (laughs) and and i just like i feel bad because leave the dude alone you know (laughs) he's already tried to do what he could so but yeah i i love back to what you guys were saying the theatrics i was just thinking about uh i was just thinking about when he comes down on a tie fighter (laughs) In rebels, oh yeah, and, and, and he he's clearly has to use the force to get his cape to do
2: its little. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's no wind, like. And you know, in his head, he's thinking, "All right, don't move yet. They, did they say me Did they say okay? Cool, I can move now." Like, do you
0: think they have like I weekly... look so cool right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you think they had like a monthly
1: or like a, a quarterly budget meeting for all of his theatrics? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like... Padme would be chilling. <laughs> I would be digging this so much. <laughs> Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 lo- I, I mean one. I think one of the greatest scenes in all cinema is in *Empire Strikes Back* when the door opens and it's Vader there. <laughs> and, like, first of all, that's not how you want to meet a girl's parents. And, <laughs> uh, and because of what you were saying, Fallon, you, I, I'm now going to make the TikTok when with the prompt, you know, what's what are two scenes that have the same energy? I want to use that and also in. In in the first Spider-Man movie, where he opens the door and it's <laughs> and uh, the girl's dad is the bad guy, and you're like, "Oh, this is bad news." <laughs> it's very 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 similar. Um,
2: Not to mention with the theatrics as well. Han Solo immediately tries to shoot Vader. Boom. Yep. and he could have just he could probably have dodged it or something but he had to make sure he got it with his hand
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Had
1: to, sure to show off yeah so extra
0: <laughs> um and then boba fett walks right in and and that's the scene where i i'm still trying to figure out who shot him in the dick i, I gotta know um, yeah <laughs> hoping for hondo <laughs> um yeah, oh, man, I, I love this movie so much because it's the exact inverse of what you would expect. Like the big,
3: bad
0: guys win. It, the bad guys win in this yeah. movie. A, the bad guys win. B, the the big battle scene is right in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. Um and his fight with Vader gets smaller and smaller and smaller and more self contained and more personal. And then the hero tries to kill himself. You know, he doesn't know what's yeah. down. There. He's just like it's true. <laughs> He's like, down. He's like, whatever's down there
2: is way better than what i'm looking at <laughs> he gets basically caught by
0: a coat hanger <laughs>
3: my dad just cut off my hand so i'm gonna jump to my
0: desk <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know it's it's the it's the um uh,
1: <laughs> so basically he's he's as extra as his father
2: and he doesn't know it yeah that's the same as when Luke is like, like, blah, blah, blah. And Yoda's like, oh, he just dies. Like he'd, he'd rather <laughs> pass away than keep listening
0: to Luke. <laughs> that, that scene is that you have made me very desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I yeah I just I just love this film through through and through. It's funny is I I would watch this on a daily basis when I was little, and I can't anymore because it's too important. Like, so this movie to me is a, is a nice steak dinner, and you can't just have that every night. You, you know, what, like there's certain movies. Solo to me is is a hamburger, right? You you have a hamburger, you turn on the TV, you're just like chilling, or whatever. This is a steak dinner. You, you picked to cut of meat yourself, you cooked it with love and you got to sit there and you got to enjoy it. And so now it's one of my least watched because, <laughs> because you can't just watch it for me at I least. I can agree with that, yeah. 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 But awesome. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I know this has been a, a longer one. I, I was like, I wasn't quite sure how long this would take because this is a, a different than what my most of my podcasts are but i want to go around and um so let's let's hit this all on 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 this last round i want to know if you guys um three things right any closing thoughts where we can find you and we've been talking about our favorite star wars projects if you can green light any star wars project what are you going to green light and, uh, so we'll go around and we'll, we'll end it on that one. And I'm, I'm going to start with, uh, with
2: Tucker first. Um, closing thoughts. I'm definitely going to try to find a day for me to watch every single movie that I want to watch all in a row because I, 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 I haven't watched a Star Wars movie in a minute because I've been pretty busy on other stuff, including like college and stuff, but now I really want to make time for it again. Um, and then I'm sorry. What, what else did you ask for?
0: <laughs> no, no, it's it's uh where can we find you and all your stuff? Um and potential Star Wars schools or classes coming back. Uh and if you could green light your own Star Wars project, what would it be? Right. Um yeah. Um
2: Well, first of all, if I could green light a Star Wars project, I i don't know, because honestly it would have been Acolyte, but now that Acolyte exists, I would probably green light something to do with um, a, a greater conflict between a larger number of Jedi and Sith, but with a lot more Sith because I'm a very big sucker for a Jedi and Sith, just the Force, lightsabers, everything. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys, uh, anyone watching, you guys can find me at um, at Tick Music on TikTok, and the first I is a one because I'm a nerd. Um, also, the exact same username on Twitch and YouTube. I stream uh, most days per week. Um, and also, um, stay tuned soon because I'm. If you ever heard of that one video I did where I did the Star Wars history class, yeah, it number two is coming soon. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And uh, how about you, Fallon? So,
3: wrapping up some of my thoughts from this discussion, I realized that I like The Last Jedi a lot more than I give myself credit for. Like, I had a lot of really good things to say about The Last Jedi that like, I hadn't really thought about. And... I'm definitely gonna go watch it and like really appreciate it more because I was like really not a fan of it a year ago now even. <laughs> and so it just shows the character development. Um, if I could greenlight my own project, well, like you said, Acolyte and they were talking about Plagueis possibly being in it but I would love something to do with Plagueis, young Palpatine, maybe somewhere in there, a young Qui-Gon, maybe a young Dooku oh, yeah. kind of thing you know, like pre-Phantom Menace, that'd be cool, whether it's a movie or a show. I think that's definitely what I would want to see. And where you could find me, I pretty much only post Star Wars content as of right now on TikTok, but my username is Anakin Thought and the O is a zero.
0: Awesome. Uh, no, I've, I've always loved your, your content, Fallon, and I've been I've been waiting to have you on. Here. There's there's a lot of awesome creators. I apologize it's taken so no, long, but, but totally I love you. For me. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Geek Theory?
1: Uh, closing thoughts. You guys have given me so much stuff to like think about as far as a lot of these movies go. I've been like keeping notes <laughs> of like what Tuck liked, what Fallon had to say. Like I just wanted to like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do exactly what Tuck said and, and sit down and actually watch. I'm going to have to rewatch a lot of these just to kind of see how everybody's perspectives kind of flow into these films. Um, It was really cool to see just how like what what people liked versus what people didn't like, because that's always going to vary uh, regardless of what franchise you're talking about or what movie you're talking about. So that's really cool. Um, As if I had to green light a project, I'm, I'm honestly I'm torn between two. So the first one I'd. I'm a big old Republic guy. I love the old Republic. And, um, so I would love to see whether it's a standalone movie or a trilogy, I would love to see something about Darth Bane and the rule of two. And I think it would be really neat to explore the Sith, uh, in a way we've never really seen before. I'm hoping that we get some of that with Acolyte, but I would love to go back further and really kind of establish that. And then, uh, the one that I'm really hoping for the most, but I don't think it's ever going to happen, and it makes me sad. Is now that Disney owns Fox, I want the prequels and sequels, Family Guy, Star Wars, so freaking bad. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> like, come on, Seth MacFarlane, make it happen. Let's go. That's <laughs> um, but I need yeah,
0: more Orville.
1: but yeah you guys you can find me uh at geek theory on tiktok i'm pretty much you know i make a lot of star wars content talk about movie rankings and uh, lots of helpful tips for star wars the old republic because i play that a lot um and usually i just I mean, I, I, sometimes I talk about other stuff, but mostly it's star Wars. I'm not, uh, I'm not streaming or anything as of yet, but be on the lookout if, uh, if that does happen and I'll probably let you guys know on, on TikTok. So.
0: I mean, you may be streaming soon because um, I plan to play Tour with you, and I just moved a couple <laughs> characters over to uh, to Starforge. So oh, uh, right that's a whole, that's, that's a whole separate topic. We we'll, won't we'll go into that right now. I'm gonna um, have to follow
2: your tips because my my the only character I play on these days sucks, and I don't know why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we'll touch base and we'll get you sorted out.
2: Awesome. The,
0: the game has changed wildly since I stopped playing it. So, yeah, I'm trying to get through some of the story stuff now. But, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, for, for, for me, you know, if uh, you guys I'll, I'll already know my dream project, which is um, something, which is a story that is, starts out with Rey, starting out a new Jedi Academy. And what she does is she looks through luke's old jedi notes finds the things that he learned and then we flash back and we see luke in his prime and what planet he went to what group of people he went to what made him learn this lesson and so we can use that to frame the future that's my number one number two is i want an anime style general grievous origin story like, I feel like anime is the way to tell the story about this warrior who has this kind of like Sisyphus thing where, you know, he's pu- pushing his boulder uphill and it always rolls back down. Like, he's always trying to become the best. And then he does. And then he gets beat by something better. And so he augments himself. Does it again gets beat and then then it becomes a sith then it becomes a jedi and like he's just keep going keep going like i i i need to see that and i think um vision since it's going to be anime styled is the best place to do it um again if you're watching this you probably know where to find me but i'm, I'm darth Choco on uh <laughs> on on tiktok i'm i have a slightly different name everywhere darth chocolate here um darth chocolate seven on twitch Darth Choco (laughs) 7 on twitter whatever but i'll I'll put the things on on it but i just want to say thank you guys for coming out and talking with me um the best part is when we can get uh, the non-toxic side of the community together we all have wildly different views and wildly different but the (laughs) funny part the funny thing about it is, what we like and dislike of each movie is pretty similar. There's not that much difference between any one of us, um but we have different proclivities. And I love that we can like discuss it and just like be excited to check this out again with new eyes. That's my favorite part. That's why. Exactly. That's why I'm do I do this. Like it's it's the best. Absolutely. Anyways. Go same way. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Anyone in the chat, if you're not following these guys, please do. Um, But yeah, may the force be with you. All right.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you.